is the Voices of Misery podcast. This show isn't for the easily offended, so PC Police on Patrol stand by. You've been warned. Now, let's join the Nerd and Nerdette with another podcast for that ass. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Voices of Misery podcast. Today's a very special episode because our returning champion is here. His name is Kelsey Hudgens from the Kelsey Hudgens Show, formerly the MI Stuff podcast. We're going to basically just get caught up about life, you know, just talk about bullshit like we did last time. Uh, we went a good three hours last time and just talked about pretty much anything and everything. And you guys enjoyed it. A lot of good feedback. Uh, very happy to have him back on the show. I, uh, I apologize for not having him on sooner. But, you know, life gets in the way, and we're going to get into all that good stuff. But without further ado, I want to introduce my good friend, Kelsey Hodges. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine. And, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you know that I'm not going to live up to the hype. <laughs> you I'm know, just kidding. You're not going to go anywhere for this. The expectations every time I put out a show are extremely low as it is. So, <laughs> believe me, there's not much to live up to, my friend. But I, but I do feel that you overly exceed in everything that you do that's why i wanted to have you on because i'm a big fan of yours but i have a bone to pick with you okay you haven't done a show in a while why is that i haven't um all right so i i usually i explain this in a in a few episodes of my podcast where i, like, I have a really tough time over the winter and just in the winter time i'm uh so okay so i'll actually start backwards in the summertime i'm constantly I'm constantly, you know, doing gigs and stuff and, and moving around and I'm used to getting up every day and getting out into the world and seeing humans and doing things like that. But in the wintertime, when I have not so much time off, you know, I'm just laying around and I'm not doing a whole lot. And when you're laying around not doing a whole lot, well, the last thing you want to do is anything, right? Oh, of course. So I, I just, I suffer from that. And I, and I got a little bit of, you know, seasonal depression going on in the wintertime and and I find that I when I when I do episodes, I'll just complain about shit going on in my life, and I don't know that that's the most riveting content. So I, I sort of like realize that if I don't really have anything to say, I'd rather not. But that's just me making excuses for being a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say you're a piece of shit, man, but. <laughs> I mean, there definitely is something to, to content control, and you don't want to put out a show that's just complete bullshit, which I 100% agree with, because I don't think yeah. you should be putting out shows that it's, aren't good enough to your standards. Um, us, like, we've, we've kind of gotten into this thing now where we have to put out some content out of obligations, out of prior obligations, so sometimes the quality just isn't there up to our standards right. that we hold for ourselves, but... I mean, I guess with any you know modicum of success, you know, you you do have that kind of flip side to it, where it's like, hey, okay, this is becoming something different. But um, yeah. I did want to talk about the depression thing too, because I'm feeling it as well, and I know exactly what you're talking about with the seasonal depression. Uh, I actually had a bit of a setback in life in general recently, where you know uh, now I find myself with a little bit more free time on my hands. Unfortunately, uh, I don't work at my old company anymore. Oh shit! Yeah, man, it sucks, dude. Uh, happened right so before that's recent, Christmas, right? Because I remember you texted me and you said you you, you were wide open just a, a week or so, a couple weeks ago. So that's recent. Yeah, it happened like a couple uh, of days before Christmas, man. Luckily, everything was paid uh, for. Man. So basically, like everything was paid for. Like our Christmas was entirely done. So you know, like our kids they had a great Christmas still, and everything was fine. And 
there was a few days where it was just like heavy depression, man. Like I, I, I wasn't promoting the podcast. I wasn't putting out anything. And this was a good, like three to four days. You just like laying in bed, not showering, not eating, just having a really tough time. But I do fine. And it's interesting that you mentioned the depression thing was, um, a good friend of ours that were part of their network basically said to me, Hey man, keep putting out shows, keep talking to people, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you're good at. And I feel you're a very high level, and I shared this with a text message with you, and I'll say it out loud. <clears throat> I think you're a very high level podcaster, and I think your show is great, man. Like, I, it, it's really good and refreshing just to hear someone ramble about their life, and it's it's really good stuff. And I think it might help you to maybe put out some more content just to kind of get out the funk a little bit, man. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like I know, and and it's the same thing for me to where I know that if I wanted to get out and walk a couple miles a day that I would lose weight and feel better. And that's the same thing. I know that if I would just take 30 minutes to an hour every day or not every day, but like a couple times a week at least and, and release some halfway decent content that I would get things off of my chest that I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I would feel better. And I know that. And I'm, and honestly, I'm, I'm glad that when you said, when you texted me the other day and was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to this, you know, cause <laughs> I need, I need that, man. I, I literally need, I literally need like some, some external motivation every now and again, you know, I okay. think we all do, but I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little more, more so than most. Well, it, it's also tough too, um, you know, just to, you know, have things weighing on you. And you just mentioned weight loss, so I kind of wanted to stop there for a second. Is that something that like you're 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 trying to achieve right now, or is that just um just like a thing in the back burner right now? Oh no, I was just using that as an analogy. I don't oh, really I got care. you. Oh, uh, I, I mean, got you. But well, that's not entirely true. I wouldn't mind losing weight, but I'm just lazy, man. I'm just I know I'm lazy, and I know that. If I do get in like a regiment, it won't last forever. Just I know me, and I I mean I, I could I've lost weight several times before, but I just gained it back every time. So I'm like, you know what, man? What do I want to do? Do I want to run laps Ooh, and prolong boy. this thing and, and die a slow death to cancer, or do I just want to eat pizza and cheeseburgers and go and you know, like live a good sixty years and get taken out by a heart attack real quick like he's gone? <laughs> Pretty Which grim. That's pretty grim. But the thing is, like, you're not going to live forever, whether you live the healthiest lifestyle or not. But yeah. But I'm very lazy, dude. I'm a lazy son of a bitch. But I'm pretty you're thin. Good shape. You, you look good. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you want to know how I did it? I used to be about 300 pounds, man, and I did keto, strict keto for a year. I started last January, so it's been just about a year now. And uh, yeah, man, like all I do is like I cut sugar and carbs out, and I lost over 100 pounds doing nothing, no exercise at all. So it, man, I love, it, I love it's rice easy. and potatoes, though, bro. Me too, man. I miss it so much, dude. Like I was talking to my wife the other day, and uh, we ordered a pizza, and this is the first pizza we've ordered in such a long time. And it came in, and she's like eating the pizza, making this big display out of it. Oh, you want a slice? You know, no, I'm not going to touch it. And like later on that night, I kind of woke up, and I I've been drinking a little bit lately because of the whole depression thing, and it's the only thing that kind of oh, yeah. gets my mind off it. And I was going to make a bad decision. I opened up the pizza box. I looked at it. It was still kind of warm. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, how good would that feel to have that oil dripping down your throat from a nice pizza? Oh, God. But I did not do it. I did not fuck up. But I was going to tell you, man, if you ever needed help with that kind of stuff, with just motivation with keto, man, I will help you out because I'm very passionate about it. It's amazing what it does for your body. 
Man, I appreciate that, dude. I really do. That that that's like, and I know I could do it. And I've got the P90X DVDs. I could, but see, that's the thing. I, I don't. I'd rather not change my eating habit because I know that I won't. I know that I won't stick to it. I'm just so bad at it. When I did P90X the first time, I did like just chicken breast and and egg whites, and yeah. like that was my entire diet was like chicken breast and egg whites. That was all I ate, and. Like I just I, after after a certain amount of time, I was like, you know what, man, I really just want some Japanese food. And what's the best part of Japanese food? The rice. Oh yeah. Oh, you got that right. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm the- sorry if I'm I'm sorry if I'm I'm I'm, I'm awakening demons within you right now. But <laughs> oh no, there's plenty of demons inside right now. <laughs> there's plenty of demons going on right now in my head, and, and and that's another reason why I wanted to reach out to you too because like like I was saying before, you didn't put out an episode for a while, and I kind of wanted you to have you on here so we can just kind of bullshit and just get some content out there and just to kind of get those juices flowing again, man. I miss seeing that episode pop up on my podcast feed. Yeah, well, yeah, man. I, I appreciate that, and like. uh and also, I got to the point where I've um, so uh, a little bit about what's been going on recently and why I haven't been releasing so much content is I, I've, I've uh, I'm a really big fan of this podcast called Kill Tony, and I think we, I've talked about that uh, with you before. I, it's just a basically like comedians uh, do a minute and they have established comedians give them pointers and roast them basically if they do well or bad or and. That's basically the premise of the show. But anyway, uh, there's a Discord channel dedicated to that podcast, and I joined that Discord channel, and I've started talking to a lot of the folks in there through voice chat and things like that. And I've been, like, I've gained a few listeners of the podcast, and everybody was like, "What's the MI stuff about? What's this about?" And I was just answering that question. I realized the MI stuff is pretty confusing if you're not from here. Yeah, agreed. So, um, I decided, I was like, well, you know what? What if I just do the Kelsey Hudgens show? What if I just call it the Kelsey Hudgens show? That way it will be like, like, obviously there's no questions about what is the Kelsey Hudgens show? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. And and I mean, if you don't know who I am, then watch the show. And basically I think it's a lot easier to market. And I know that's, that's probably not the best lingo to use here. But it's just a lot easier to it's a lot easier to market. It sounds yeah, that makes sense. You know, and I uh, I stopped the in my stuff podcast and I released like a little content on my on the that channel to redirect everyone to the new channel. And thanks to you, I uh, got out of my um, fifty dollar a month marriage with uh, a podcast server that I will not name. And jumped over to Podbean. You want to know interesting fact about the Podbean switch is literally not even three days after you made that account on Podbean, Podbean sends me an affiliate link because we were accepted as affiliates now. So you could have used our code and we could have gotten a little bit of a kickback on that. But alas, that's my luck. (laughs) Three days after. Three days after. So if anyone out there listening right now wants to start their own podcast, please go to podbean.com and use our affiliate code VOMPODCAST10. And, you know, throw, throw a little bit of money towards us, man. And how have you been liking the layout of Podbean so far? It's pretty neat, right? Man, I, I you know what I liked about Podbean was the fact that when I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I hit, a, I hit like two GBs right before I got on here, so I keep clearing my throat. <laughs> no worries, man. Um, but, uh. Yeah, the thing I like about Podbean was that they made sure to say on the front page of the of the website that 
if you decide to use Podbean, we're going to charge you this amount a month, and it will never go above this amount every month. Yep. Yep. Like, exactly. I really like that because the other the other network that I was using or the other server I was using, you know, it started out at nine dollars a month, and then they it went up to twenty five dollars a month, and then it went up to fifty dollars a month. And had I continued with them, inevitably I would have ended up paying, you know, seventy five dollars a month. Just to my podcast, and I'm sorry, but I love doing this thing. But that aspect of it sort of soured it to me. Yeah, it, it's just bullshit. And the fact that you were paying that much for one month, we pay a hundred eight dollars a year. We we're in the nine dollar a month package. Yeah. Hundred eight bucks, you're done. You can upload as much as you want, and it's it's just a really nice, easy platform. And yeah. As you can tell from my technical prowess trying to get this Discord uh, call, you know, hooked up, I'm not very technical, and they make it very, very easy to just be, press a couple of buttons. And if I'm, you know, the the least technologically advanced person in the world, I can figure this out. Anybody can. Well, not 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 for nothing, man. You you, you stepped up your board game and your mic, and you guys are sounding fucking great. <laughs> you want to know something interesting that you say that? That I have these mics that we purchased and the board are in a pile to the left on top of a treadmill that I never use because that's how lazy and bad at technology I am. This one, we actually have a different program that we're using. That's why it sounds a little bit better. But, yeah, that mic, we bought a beautiful mic, bought a soundboard. Haven't been able to hook it up, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's for, for well, some I'd reason. I'd be happy to help with that if you need. Yeah, you, you want to know what it is? And when we hook up the two mics together, we have a nice setup. we got a nice table. We got every, we got, Everything looks good now. It looks like a legitimate like setup now. And I'll send you a picture. But nice. it's like, for some reason, like I sound good. She's very low. So I'm just trying to figure out the whole you know knob-turning thing and maybe the program we're using. I don't know what the hell it is that, that get her volume up. And that post-editing stuff, I suck at it. And we got this really good program we, we purchased, um, NCH software. It's really good stuff. Not the easiest thing to use, and there's just too many options, too many things, and it's just part of getting old, man. Did you, like? Did you see yourself like starting to lose things that you used to be able to do easily? Um, yeah, a little bit. Like certain things, like I used to be able to like. And this is good. I, I've never really been good with remembering people's names, but I would always remember their faces. And now, because of doing the band thing and meeting so many people all the time, like I'm just, I'm, I'm meeting people, and they're bringing up conversations that we had, and I'm like, uh, okay, I, I'll take your word for it, but and I'll play along, but I do, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, and, and that's my bread and butter, dude, is my memory. Like I remember everything. Like I watch, I'll be. I'll be fucking with my phone. I'll have Jurassic Park on one TV and I'll have a podcast on another TV and somebody will bring something up about something random that happened in a podcast and I'll be like, oh yeah, blah, 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 give my opinion on it and actually remember what the dude said in the podcast. Oh shit, that's impressive. Like, that's, that's, that's just how my brain works but then I'll meet somebody and they're like, oh man, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you since. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, good to see you, person. Um, <laughs> well, maybe and I just don't remember, man. 
Maybe there's something subconscious that, and like this is my theory as well with just my memory because my memory sucks too, and it sucks for pretty much everything. And I'm impressed that you can actually remember words from a podcast because I can literally listen to something and five minutes later I forget it. But my theory is this though, and I feel like subconsciously, like we just don't give a fuck about certain things in life, and our brain refuses to yeah. remember it. It just refuses to retain it. That's it. That's what it is. Because people will tell me like their life story and. um it, it, it's it's very hard. That's why I seldom have this a, a person come on the show twice because I can't remember anything, and I'll have to go back and re-listen and take notes about things not to ask a second time. It's really hard for me to just to, just retain information. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my anxiety, depression, or whatever the hell all these things I was diagnosed with, you know, years back. But it's, it's yeah. just really hard to retain shit, man. You know? Yeah, it really it's is. I try to like link certain things with it. For me, I, music is is probably where my my memory is strongest. And I try to like if someone requests a song, I'll usually tie that song to them. So when I see them, I'll remember the songs that they requested or the stuff that they like to hear, and try to you know do that. That's a hell of an idea, man. Like maybe I should take some note there because it's it's just it's just tough, man. Like I'm, I'm very good with faces. But names I'm terrible with, details about their life. Like, how do I know this person? It'll drive me nuts. It, it keeps me up at night sometimes. Like, hey, this guy shook my hand earlier and it was asked me questions. And I just kind of bullshit because I'm pretty good at bullshitting with people in person. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it's starting to, like, really worry me a little bit. And, and, and to top it off, so you haven't, we haven't physically seen each other in a couple of months. But, dude, I got gray hairs now, man. <laughs> dude, I got gray hairs in my freaking beard, dude. Like... And, and this happened when I was still at my previous job, right? So I had like this one strand. I'm, I'm sitting there washing my hands in the bathroom and I look up and I see like my neck hair and I had one little strand. No big deal. I pluck it and I go back out. You know, I'm sitting there talking to my coworkers. And one of the guys is like, dude, you got a gray hair in your, I'm like, really? Another one? He's like, yeah. He's like, you got one, two, three. I'm like, no, you're fucking with me because these people know that I don't want to get old even though I'm, you know, it's, it's inevitable for all of us. <laughs> And I go in the bathroom, I'm looking at myself, and holy shit, dude, I've got, like, a decent little thing going on here, man. You got a patch? You got a patch of gray? Not a patch. It's more or less like a, like a lot of strands just, just kind of hanging out there. So it's oh, yeah. it's not really like a pattern just yet. I don't have the salt and pepper, but you can definitely see these things coming in. It freaks me out, dude. How do you handle aging? Like, like how do you handle, do you not give a fuck? No, I got I got two like Morticia Adams, bro. I got them on the side of my head, like <laughs> like right up at the like right right up above my ears, like on eight on both sides. Like oh I got Jesus, great great patches. Now, did, now did that body at all? Like you just you just didn't care. Like the first one was it a culture shock? Like holy crap, I'm getting old. I'm not young anymore. No, not at all, man. I how do you handle to the point now? I shed so much. That like I'll just pull like clumps of hair out of my head at a time, mm. and I shit really bad. So uh, it's getting to now where <clears throat> just about every three or four clumps that I pull, there's a there's like this very prominent white hair that's in in it. Now is this like a seasonal thing? The whole shedding thing is it like like in, in the winter time or is it due to stress or anything like that? Um, I always shed like that. I've just, I've just got really thick hair. I've just got so much hair and it's always been that way ever since I've grown it out. Oh, okay. Well, it could be a stress thing. I don't know. It could be, but it's not like I'm literally like pulling my hair out, but it's like, I'll just, every time I like, like if I try to like 
Have you ever had long hair before? Never, never. I've always okay. kept it close. I've, I've, I've always hated hair. Okay, so when you when you have long hair and you're like you know grouping it together to put in a ponytail or something like that, mm-hmm. just grouping it together, I'll pull out like <clears throat> I'll just I'll pull out probably I don't know ten or fifteen strands of hair. Now, do you just let it grow, or do you ever like do you go get it done professionally anywhere? Because my wife was saying something about her hair because her hair comes out in clumps in the shower and like clogs the drain and yeah. drives me nuts. So she's like, if I go get like it taken care of or get the the ends cut or some shit, that'll stop. Yeah, no, nah, well, and I mean, I guess it, I guess it might be a little bit make a little bit of a difference, but uh, I I don't know, I don't touch it at all. I haven't I haven't had anybody touch my hair in almost a decade, and every single time girls come up to me, they're always like, "Oh my god, I love your hair! What do you do to it?" Like nothing. <laughs> like literally, I let it be. I wash it once a month. I don't wash it often at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, like once a month, maybe. Well, the, well, I, it always intrigued me. I've always wanted to be the kind of person that had long hair, and I used to have like a decent beard way back in the day. But once I shaved it, there's always that awkward stage of it growing in that I just hate, and I don't know how to describe it. But it's like an itchy feeling, and then once it gets yeah. past a certain growth, it's like okay, and then I'm good with it. But. I, I just can't get past that point. I don't know what it is, man, but I've always hated hair. I just like the fact that I can wake up in the morning and just not have to worry about anything. And I try to shave at least two to three times a week now just because I, I, I for some reason, I just hate hair that much. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and then now beard is completely different because <clears throat> I have a pretty big beard, too. And my beard, I wash, every, wash and condition every day. And, well, because I'm not... I'm not like eating pizza and having pizza fall down in my hair, so I don't have to wash my hair every day. But in my beard, I'm you know there's there's shit that I'm eating, getting in it, and stuff like that, and I want to keep that clean. But now beard does take care, and I'll do the beard oil and I'll brush it every now and again just mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't get like tangled up. The beards intrigue me, and there's something about a guy with a beard that, like, once they shave it, they completely look different. So I understand it from, like, a fashion yeah. sense where it does, like, change the shape of your face and change your whole look, and it becomes part of who you are, if yep. that makes sense, you know? So, like, if you shaved that beard and, like, people saw you, they wouldn't even recognize you, I guarantee it, because you do have a pretty epic beard for those that haven't seen it. It is epic. It's, it's a phenomenal beard. I, I'm very jealous of it. Mine was maybe... A fourth of that size when it got its longest, which is still pretty impressive because you have a very large beard. Yeah, it's like this is a this is a two two and a half year beard, I think. Two and a half? That really? That that's it? Um, yeah, yeah. I shaved it on Halloween. Um, two years ago. Hmm. Yeah, Halloween two years ago, so two two years, three months. What made you want to grow it? Just say, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. No. I've sort of always, dude, when I was, I was that kid in, in middle school, when I realized that I could, like, because I, I got, dude, I got the size, the height that I am, and like, I, was, I was 6'2", 250 pounds when I was, like, 16. Oh, shit. So, like, I got, I got full grown when I was, like, 16 so I was already when I was 13 or 14 I started growing a neck beard <clears throat> so like I grew a neck beard before I had my license damn so you were the like, guy that was buying alcohol for all your friends oh yeah dude I used to go to restaurant I swear to god I used to go to Applebee's with my brother 
like every Sunday and get like uh, those those uh, those riblets. Oh yeah, <laughs> they had those riblets on sale every Sunday, and I would go and drink Michelob Ambers with my actual ID. I would just give them my ID. Fuck it. Like give them my actual ID, and they would just look at the picture and, and hand it right back to me. Uh, yeah, I never had an issue with that. Hey. You know, I, I I feel really rude. About twenty minutes in, and I did not ask you how your Christmas was. So, what'd you do, man? How was it? No, don't feel rude. It's it's fine. I I, uh, I took about a half a hit of acid and uh, just kind of washed my brain a little bit. I was supposed to go home and see my family, but I slept till five o'clock because I'm I don't have anything to wake up for, and I usually stay up pretty late, so. Yeah. I uh, I just got in, got in the habit of staying up late when I was staying up all night bartending and then staying up all night doing drugs. And now that I don't bartend or do hard drugs or anything like that, I'm just awake all night long. So I wake up at 5 o'clock and I'm supposed to go home and see my family, and I didn't go do that. So I kind of felt like a piece of shit. And I was, like, just depressed. I sent him a message. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm – just, I'm sad right now. I'm just not in the best mood. I'm not feeling great. So I was like, you know, I think I'm going to take it acid. Try to wash my brain out a little bit. What's that like? What's acid? I've never tried acid before. What's it like? Like, what does it do to you? Is it just like a, just kind of just fuck you up or start seeing shit, hearing voices? Um, you don't hear anything, but you definitely, you can see whatever you want. So it's like, like a... Like a psychoactive thing or what? Oh, yeah. It's definitely psychoactive. It just sort of like makes everything. You, you, you can you can view everything down to a molecular level. You know, everything just sort of makes a little bit more sense to me. Like, like you look around and just things that you wouldn't have normally, you know, paid attention to that you're seeing one time. And it's like you're seeing it for the first time. Huh, so it like makes you very curious, I guess? Yeah, for me, it was like seeing everything for the first time again. And, I don't know, it just like, it it, it eases your mind. It, it pretty much lets you know, okay, that this, is, this thing that we're doing, this life thing that we're doing is important. And it is, like, everything that's going on in this life is, is definitely relevant, but... There's a lot more to it than what we're actually doing here, and it sort of like prioritizes things and like okay, this this thing if it, it like worst case scenario if this thing that I fear happening happens, it's not going to be the end of the world, hmm. and that's that's just basically what what it does to me. It cleanses my mind enough to you know put me at ease. Now, when the drug wears off, do those sentiments and feelings go away? Because I, I did hear before that microdosing certain things like mushrooms and, and, and acid yeah. and things like that are supposed to help you in the long term if you do it regularly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I just, I remember, I remember when I when I was tripping my nuts off when I was you know nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and I still have things in my mind today that I learned then about you know, perception is reality and uh, and and stuff like that like just the perception is reality once I realized that everything got a lot easier 
was like, okay, this is, I'm in complete control of every situation that I'm a part of because I'm in control of my perception. It makes perfect sense. And that's, that, I still use that to this day. So, I mean, just things that you, it's like you, you, you find little, little life hacks and it's like a, like taking acid for me was like a walkthrough book for a video game. Okay. That's a good analogy. Yeah, so it's like it, it you, you find little tricks like, okay, when you go past this rock, you want to go on the other side of it and you'll be able to get this weapon that's going to help you later on in this journey. You're not going to need it right now, but one day you might. And that's that's how I use acid was like just to like come up with a good, like good, like an aha moment. Yeah. Okay. But the aha moments are like, to the tenth power when you're on acid for me anyway. Now, this, now acid is one where you can have like a good trip and a bad trip. Now, can you describe like the like the bad side of it? Is there anything negative that comes out of this? Because I've seen videos of people like clawing each other's fucking eyes out and like shaking in the streets and shit because like they had like a bad trip. You know, is this like yeah, a well, bad one? Well, if you're if you're in a bad spot in your life, if you're not in a good headspace, it can affect you. You know, it can affect you negatively, but if you're, I don't know, I think if you're in, in I've tripped no less than a hundred times, and I've had two bad trips, maybe one, one real, one that sticks out and maybe two, and the only reason the second one was a bad trip was because I didn't trip as hard as I wanted to. Oh, so it was like, like more like I, aggravation. I, I just, I haven't had a lot of, I just haven't had a lot of bad uh have had a lot of bad experiences with with psychedelics and i know some people had have but i believe that that's more like a thing of maybe them being a little reserved when they go into it you kind of have to be committed when you when you want to you know do something like that or if somebody does it and they're not they're not sure what to expect or for instance the weed is so much better today than it was 30 years ago that if somebody who hasn't smoked in a while the smoke 30 years ago smokes a joint today they'll swear to god it was laced with something oh god yeah well there's a lot more knowledge too and the people that are growing it and they like they, right. they can do it for specific things now we're back then you were just smoking grass you know but now it's like yeah. hey like they can tailor it to your specific needs which is amazing i can't wait till they legalize it down here in south carolina man because Dude, we're so close we're so Oof. close bro is those and, and everybody says, oh, those Republicans, South Carolina will never, uh, they'll never legalize it. And I'm like, listen, you can say what you want about those those people, but they love money, mm-hmm. and they see how much money the industrial hemp has made already. T- absolute tons, tons of money, and it w- it would benefit everybody, dude. It really would, and just knowing that the industrial hemp is already legal. And that means that there are hemp plants being grown in South Carolina just makes me smile. But my personal opinion, I've said it several times, that the president is going to decriminalize federally probably a month before the election. I believe that's his ace in the hole. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine all the Trump haters the second he says, all right, this stuff, go go ahead, have at it. 
everybody's going to instantly love this guy. He's going to be the most beloved president of all time. All he's got to do is that one simple little thing. And it's funny that you say that because I've heard that from other sources as well, that that's yeah. a, a, a plan. You know, and I mean, I would why, why not? I mean, it, it all it does is it is it, it serves man. And the reason why they, they don't do it now is because they can't control it. At least that's the way that I feel about it. Uh, they they can't control exactly like who's doing it and where it's going and people be able to you know grow it in their own backyard and not have to buy it from a store and I, I I don't know I just I just feel like they just don't understand it enough that they won't legalize it but hopefully it comes true man I'm waiting for it because I can definitely use it right now with my mental state and I'm just not risky enough to go ahead and like start like trying acid and mushrooms and things like yeah. that because my my mind is fucked up all the time and I know if I did something like that I'm afraid of what would happen. Oh, don't get me wrong. Now, I, I took a half a hit of acid, and the last time I took acid, it was less than that, and it's been months. And the last time I actually took acid, it's been years, like a couple of years now. So, oh, so, well, so let me ask you this about acid. Now, is it like a dropper, or is it like a? Because I, I, for some reason, I have this vague memory of being a child. Well, not really a child. I was like fifteen, sixteen years old. So, I, I guess a child now, my advanced age. Um, I, I remember someone had had like a sheet of paper, and they would like rip a little tab off, and you'd put it under your tongue. Is that is that what that is, or is it like a dropper, or what is it? Like I, the ones that I had were paper. Okay, and what's that like? You put it like under your tongue or something, and just kind of just let it sit. Uh, yep, just put it on your tongue and just let it sit. That's exactly right. And just I'll let it dissolve. Okay, so, so 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 that's how you how you spend Christmas, just getting high as balls, my friend. Yep. I mean, there's no better way, and you have a very cool lifestyle. For those of you guys that don't remember from the last episode, this man is a bachelor. He's got his own crib. He just kind of just lives life by the beat of his own drum, and that's something I admire. And now I'm kind of in that same boat right now. I mean, not working right now. It's weird because I don't have like a uh, like I'm I'm at that weird stage now where I'm trying to see like what my purpose is now. Like I I just don't feel like I'm doing anything right. And I've been in this really deep, dark place, so that's why I implore you to keep going with the podcast and just keep putting out content and having conversations with people and reaching out and just, you know, the interaction with your fans. Do things that you love and you enjoy because it does help a little bit. But, man, like, I'm, I'm just in a weird place right now. How do you do it? Like, how do you, like, you know, because it's weird. Like, I wake up in the morning. I don't have a schedule. I have nothing. Like, will I ever get used to this? Um... D- now, how many? How many are you guys doing a week? Oh, uh, geez, like three to four normally. Yeah, now. And now, do you are you releasing all of them in throughout the course of a week? Well, the thing is, like, we have a partnership with this with this much bigger conglomerate of shows, and we do an exclusive episode for them, and that we have to send to them. That gets uh, released every Sunday, and we have three shows that we put out almost immediately. We have one in the can right now. But it, it, it's 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 like really getting to a crazy point, man. You know. But yeah, be able to answer your question. Yeah, we're, we're putting them out almost immediately. That's pretty awesome, though, man. Like I, I and I'm getting. I don't know. I, I am going to get to the point. And honestly, you guys might have lit a fire one tonight. Who knows? That, that's what I'm hoping but, for. Uh, well, that that's. I'm I'm because I I usually do the because I'll do the live thing because I, I whatever for better or for worse. I'm going to throw it out. A lot of what I do is the result of 
you know, me responding to people on, uh, as me responding to people on, um, like my YouTube chat, YouTube, yeah, my live chat. And like, I don't know, man, sometimes I just, I just haven't, haven't even felt like getting it cranked up and I'll have issues with streaming because YouTube has been really wonky lately. Oh yeah, they've been really fucking. They, they've been really scummy as well. Like I got a couple violation yeah. emails from them because like we played like half a second of a song. And they're like, "Yep, you're, you're demonetized," and it's like instant. It's like, who the hell's listening? Do they have a watchdog or they listen for certain like algorithms or whatever their program is? Like I I don't know how that works with them. How they catch it so fast? Dude, they they they're bots. Those bots are next level, man, and they don't miss anything and. I uh, I had some issues with some songs that were playing in the background when I was doing a doing an episode. What was the song? And it was a uh, it was Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Okay, very good song, but shit, they man, they caught that quick, huh? Dude, they catch them immediately. Like I'll, I'll I'll put the video up, and then just a few minutes later, totally done. Even on the intros to our shows, like we have to be very careful with the songs that we use now because if there's any wording I found, they, they get taken down quickly. But if it's just like an instrumental version, they don't tend to mess with it for some odd reason. I don't know what that is, what the copyright laws are. I'm not smart enough to know that kind of shit. But yeah, I, I really hope you get back into the podcasting, man. That's part of the reason. That's the main reason I want to get you get you kind of going here because we all kind of have to push each other. And we have to drive each other as podcasters, man, especially because you're right. I mean, like, neither one of us is, like, Joe Rogan level or or anywhere close to that or not even, like, a one one-hundredth of what he's doing. But it's like we all kind of have to push each other as these small-time media, you know, producers or whatever you want to call us because it's, it's very important and everyone should have that voice, man. So I'm really hoping that you get off that wagon and start doing this shit again, man. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to, and I uh... – I appreciate you pushing me to do the to do it because I really do need that. Uh, I need that, man. I need the motivation because I have a, I, I struggle sometimes, man, with with my laziness, and I'll get so in my I'll get so far in my own head mm-hmm. to where I'll like uh, I don't know. Just getting in my own head is 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 the worst part, I think, and just knowing that knowing that I have something I have to do and not looking forward to having to do this thing, you know, just I I will, the, the knowing that, knowing that I'm obligated to do something is tough on me. And I know it took way too long to say something pretty simple, but. Oh no, no. I mean, that's the beauty of podcasts. You can give any kind of answer you want, long form, short form, whatever you want, man. And you know, it's good being so candid sometimes because like I found, when I was laying in bed for a couple of days after I lost my job, man, I, I was like, I was in a really bad place, man. And it, 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 it was like serious. My wife was checking in on me. She was coming in the room like every hour, like, hey, get up, take a shower. Everything's okay. Trying to like reassure me and just reaching yeah. out to like random people, like this random person on the internet. Like, because like I posted my story on this, on this online message board, you know, and like, hey man, like what the fuck, you know? And person reached out to some random person. I was completely candid and honest with them and. Sometimes it just helps having like random people and the fact that you do those live shows, you know, like you can kind of venture your, your, your story out there and people can respond to you in real time. It's really cool. And it's just a little side note here. Podbean live is really cool. 
Oh yeah, it's really cool. You got to try it. I didn't look into it at all, but but uh, uh, I saw that was a thing. It's not as good as like your your YouTube stuff because I haven't really like we we've done probably I think about twenty hours live or something like that because they give you stats, and I don't think you can do video. So I so like your 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 main thing is the video stuff with YouTube, right? For the most part, but I but I mean. If I could go live with audio there and video with YouTube simultaneously, then yeah, that would be something neat. Well, like, like your freaking podcast setup is freaking phenomenal, so you could probably figure that shit out. Us, we can't, so we have to do one thing at a time. Otherwise, we're going to screw something up and probably blow up the house. But I'll tell you what, man, the Podbean Live thing is really cool. It's a really good way to build your audience because random people will just kind of drop in, listen for a few minutes, subscribe, and then like... You just you just get that feedback. So we're we're trying to get better with that whole thing because it, it's really hard sometimes to to get going with a podcast. Like I understand one hundred percent where you're coming from. It's all about getting on that bike again. You know, it's getting on that bike, putting your foot down, start pedaling, and before you know it, you've, you've driven you know ten miles in your bike. You know, probably a shitty analogy. I know that, but for me, my biggest obstacle when it comes to doing any kind of podcasting is the anxiety, dude. The anxiety, because we do a lot of interviews now, and before you get someone on, on, on the horn for the first time, it's it's unbelievable the stress that you feel. And I don't know how you get over that, just uh, because you don't really do a lot of interviews. You do them like once in a while, right? Not really, man. I other than other than with you guys, I uh, and I mean I, I did one with the uh, Couch on Fire guys, and I've I've not done any other any other show. Um, other than other than these two, and most of most of what I do is yeah by myself. Do you, do you, do you find it hard to to talk with other people? Because like you come off as a natural to me. I mean, like I, I don't really get any sense of um, anxiety or anything out of you. No, no, I uh, well, I, I I get anxiety really bad in public. Like as long as, if I'm at home, if I'm here, I'm good. Because like you're in your own castle, you know, your own domain. Yep. Yep. If I'm here, I'm good. And um, and like, but it, but I, yeah, I don't I don't have any problem with I don't have any problem with with talking to to other people. I just I haven't I don't I I don't reach out to people and I don't reach out to people and like try to try to get on other shows. And you guys, you, the only ones that I've been on are those who've asked. Yeah. And. And that's sort of that's 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 sort of a thing I've got that I do. Like I just I I would rather I don't want to impose. So you know what I mean. I don't want to I don't want to feel like because and, and not saying that people who do ask me on podcasts are imposing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I I, I feel I'm I'm weird about stuff like that. I understand 100% what you're saying because, like, I feel the same way. Like, asking someone to come on is like, oh, fuck, you know, like, and then, like, once you gain that agreement, you're like, okay, so now what are we going to talk about, you know? And it's just crazy because, like, I got, like, a, like, I got someone coming on right after we're done here on, on this show. And it's someone I've already talked to before, but man, it's like such a high level human being that you're talking to yeah. in, in their profession. And the anxiety, like, the second we, we, we came up with a date and time, that's all I've been thinking about. And I don't know what the hell it is, man, but this fucking anxiety is a killer, dude. I hate it so much. But once you're doing the show and everything's, you know, everything's flowing, everything's great, there's that feeling of, like, euphoria. I call it podcaster high, where you just have this great feeling, where you just feel great, like you feel like you knocked it out the park, and 
Yeah. Such a good feeling, man. Like, I can't wait for you to get back on this damn show because you just rebranded, which is awesome, too. And Yeah. It's funny because, like, the MI Stuff podcast, the thing about the name itself is it pigeonholes you and it kind of puts you in a place where you have to answer questions that you don't know how to answer. Absolutely. We used to be called the Myrtle Beach Nerds, which was the just a random stupid name that I just came up with just to get a name out there. And when we started getting a little bit of traction, people were like, okay, so why are you guys nerds? Um, why Myrtle Beach? And why should we listen if we're not from Myrtle Beach? And it's like, okay, you got me. And we changed the name up before we got too much traction. But best move we ever did, man. And the fact that you changed yours, you've done a lot more shows than we did. But it's like, I think it's going to benefit you in the long term. It's, it's going to make you more productive. Yeah, I think so, too. And not only that, like, I'm, I'm going in a, a, a new show with 200-plus episodes of experience. And that was why that was why I was so reserved about, like, changing in. And I felt married to the other podcast network that I was with. Yeah. Because I was like, shit, I've done I've done almost 200 episodes. I see those numbers piling up, and I really like that. I really enjoy n- streaks. I like streaks. You know, like, mm-hmm. I like to see, you know, I want to get to 200 episodes. Then I realized, I was like, you know, I could keep this. I could keep the MI stuff and interview my friends and just label them as MI stuff. But for the Kelsey Hudgens show, if I just started that Kelsey Hudgens show episode one and just start back at number one, like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, there, I, there, there comes that fear of losing your audience that know you by a certain, you know, name. Yeah. And like, well, I think it, it's, it's scary. Well, I think that I, I will, I stand to gain more listeners by changing it than I would lose by, Wait, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean to say. I would gain more listeners by changing it than I would. Yeah, because you're, you're going to open up that whole new door because it's like, okay, now yeah. I don't know what MI stuff is, but, you know, hey, this guy could be interesting. Let me listen to Kelsey Hudgens. Let me see what he's got to say. I got super distracted a second ago because I got a I got a direct message on Twitter by one of my favorite fucking comedians ever, and it totally took me back. <laughs> that's fine. Who, who was it? Uh, I, I'd rather not say right now, but oh, that's fine. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you after we get done. But uh, he's uh, the top young rising comedians, and he's one of the top young rising. Com- and I have mentioned his podcast already in this podcast. Oh, oh, okay. P- yes, potential guest. Like shortly after I said that, like I look down at my phone and I'm like, "Are you? You got to be shitting me right now? Is this happening?" <laughs> yeah, I had to turn my phone upside down so I don't like. Yeah, so I didn't stare at it. Oh no, that's fine, man. Like I get distracted but, uh, all the time. That's why there's no electronics on this table. At, besides the computer, I, I I I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good about uh, you know, like 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 running a bunch of shit at one time. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to do that. You. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I don't oh, want to give your fine listeners out there in the oh, Misery Podcast world a, a bad uh, 
bad experience. Oh, no, it, it, it's fine. We give them three every single week whenever we release a new episode, <laughs> my friend. No, like, that's pretty cool, though. And, like, so do you find yourself geeking out when, like, you get that message on, on uh, Twitter or whatever form of social media by, like, a, a natural celebrity where, like, oh, my God, this person hit me back? Did you ever feel that, like, at all? Yeah. And not only not only was it like this person hit me back, I didn't message them. Whoa. They messaged me. And this is like a legitimate, like, like, hey, what's going on kind of conversation? It was, well, all right. So, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. It's not gonna, it's not gonna change anything. So I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a night, uh, moderator, like a night moderator for, uh, the Kill Tony Discord. Okay. For Tony Hinchcliffe. And I put, I've, I've like been sharing shit for Kill Tony for the last year on Twitter and, I've been like I've been sharing shit for the Discord channel and I shared it on shared it on Twitter yesterday and I was like, You guys wanna join the Discord? We're watching Kill Tony from episode one and they're on like episode four hundred and something now and I tagged all of them in it and then I get a message a while ago, unprompted, what is a Discord from Tony Hinchcliffe? That's awesome. And it's like fuck, man. I watch this dude every Monday night for a while now, and like, he's just been literally a part of my a part of my life in my brain in my head for however long. And this motherfucker's reaching out to me <laughs> on Twitter. I feel the same way when like I reach out to someone, and like we've we've had like Vince Russo on the show. I I, I just uh, did an interview with a. I don't know if you ever watch ECW wrestling. Do you remember Stevie Richards? Um, he was, he, he was no, from I remember studying Steve Austin from the ECW. Though. Oh, oh, he was the, of course he was the biggest star ever. But Stevie Richards was one of like the original founding guys in ECW, and he's got this thing called Stevie Richards Fitness, and he's a part of the network that that, that I put a show out for my wife and I every Sunday. And I had him on this show, and it's just like some real bucket list type shit is happening right now. Talking to all these like big name porn stars like Ava Divine. Uh, Sarah J, fucking Larkin Love, like all these big name people that it's like, and I know it's weird because it's like we're talking about porn and it's a very taboo topic or whatever for a lot of people, but it's like these are people I jerked off to, man, and like I'm talking right. to them, I'm having conversations with them, and they have my phone number, we 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 text. It's just this weird thing how like you can take a human being who was born the same way you're born, drinks water. You know, each food that has the same things. They have a they have a, a timeline. They're going to die one day. I'm going to die one day. But we put them on such a high platform because we see them on TV or on a computer screen. You know, isn't that weird? Yeah, and they're just normal people. Yeah, exactly. We have the, these high level conversations with each other, and you know, like about everything, you know, under the sun and whatnot. But it, it's just like you sometimes you have to kind of just sit back and pinch yourself. But the kind of question I kind of wanted to ask you here. Is like you've got a lot of listeners. You you know you got a very good following, and we have a decent following here too. Do you feel like maybe like if someone was to meet you from your your listenership or your fan base, you think they'd feel the same way about you? Like, hey, holy shit, I got to pinch myself. It's Kelsey Hutchins. Um, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened before. It's it's more like like band stuff though. Like I I see that a lot more with the band than I have with the podcast just because like people are like, well, I've, I've had, we've had people several times that'll take pictures with us after a gig or something like that and be like, 
I can't believe I'm actually like meeting you guys. And and I'm like, oh, no, don't tell nobody that. No, like we don't. We, you know, <laughs> we're not. We're not that. We're not. Yeah. Do you think it's because like people like they don't um, like they see you as a musician, and and I'm always in some sort of an awe with like someone that can do something well that I can't do at all. So like if I meet someone that can play guitar really well, I'm kind of like I sit back I'm like, wow, this person's special. Do you think that's part of what it could be? Um, we'll say that one more time. Well, I I mean I I, I kind of feel like. When I meet someone that can do something extremely well, like a like a video game player or someone that can play guitar or something like that, something that I just can't do, I'm kind of in awe because not like a jealousy thing or anything like that, but do you think that's part of the reason why? Like maybe because you're just in awe of someone being able to do something well? Maybe. Uh, well, I, I just think that like historically people have enjoyed watching someone do something well. Yeah, that's and be paid. I think just that's a historic that historically people just have a have a uh, a crave to like if somebody like, like it doesn't matter what it is you can watch somebody do concrete work and if they're like I watch watch people do manual labor jobs that just do a really good job on YouTube for hours a day okay I mean, yeah. and like I just think that it's really I don't know I think that it's sort of like people just enjoy watching people do something well no matter what that thing is hmm. well that's why you pay money for tickets to go see things you know that other that you could probably do the same thing maybe not as well as somebody but that's why you pay tickets i guess to see somebody else i guess that makes sense yeah exactly and and but i but you know what man sometimes it could be a jealousy thing it could be like where people are you know they're they're jealous of this like someone's situation. Like I wish I could do what that person's doing. Yeah, and, and that 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 could be the thing. And I've noticed a lot of that. Well, just like because I don't I don't I don't I do whatever I want every day. Like if I want to walk out and and watch Jurassic Park again and just hit GBs until I can't hold my eyes open anymore. I can do that, and people people don't take too kindly to somebody who has quote unquote cheated the system like I have. You know, like there's no rules to this game. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've I've just I've exploited that. It's 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 very um, like awe inspiring, and and I'll tell you this, man. Like the first time we, we met, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got the life. You got like a nice sized apartment, you know. You got a freaking amazing podcast studio set up. And yeah. the fact is, is like you're living the life, and this is something coming at pure jealousy, man. Like, you know, like you you don't have the overhead that a lot of people have, and I, and I can see where there's a lot of spite because people look and they're like, hey, I want what they've got, you know, and that's just the way people are naturally. They don't see it as a sign that maybe they should be doing something different in their life. They want to know what the hell you're doing in yours, and they're trying to get it some other way, not doing it the right way. I look at it as inspiring. Like, hey, that's what I want to do. I want to get up in the morning and be like, what the fuck do I want to do? Oh, just stay in bed? I'll stay in bed. Or, hey, I can go do something productive. I think it's very cool because you're living life the right way. Well, you know, there, there, <laughs> there's people that might debate you on that. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing what most people do with their lives and that's basically whatever they want. 
Well, a, a lot of people as well, like they get up in the morning and I would say a good 90% of the population, they get up in the morning, they go to a job they hate. They, and, and before that, they wake up next to someone that they may not be wanting, you know, to sleep with or anything like that. They may hate their kids. They may hate their dog. They may hate their car. They may hate something about their life. And they're doing it out of necessity because they have to. They're doing yeah. it because they have, a, like, bills to pay. And I came out of this, the whole funk, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, I kind of hated my old job. I hated everything about it, but it paid well. So it was able to, like, you know, afford me the luxuries of life that I, you know, become so accustomed to and the family as well. But the good thing was, was like I kind of have myself in a place where I can take off a couple of months and chill out and kind of veg out and do the things I enjoy doing while looking for something that I may want to do in the future and not, you know, feel like I'm tied to, like the corporate life and just going to work and dealing with assholes and people you fucking hate. You have to pretend to like them and retail jobs in general. I mean, I'm sure you've had a retail job before. I think everybody who, who, who breathes air had one at one point. But it's like you get out of that day-to-day grind, and of course it's a culture shock. Like, oh, what am I going to do next thing? But I really fucking want to get to your level, man, where, like, you just don't have to give a fuck. Like, you really don't have to give a fuck about shit, and you're always okay, which is great. It's it's freaking the American dream right there, brother. Well, I, I appreciate you looking at it like that, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I do... It's But see, that's, that's, that's sort of where a lot of my depression stems from believe it or not, is being in the mindset to where I'm like, I can do anything I want pretty much at any given time. And like, I don't, I don't make a lot of money. I make enough money to, to live comfortably. But like, I, I just knowing that I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do as a kid. I've reached basically my goal. My goal is, was to be a musician, a working musician, and that's how I made money was playing music. That's what I've always wanted to do. But then I still feel like something's missing, you know? Like, I feel like... And, and, and granted, a lot, of this, a lot of this comes from... A lot of this comes from, like, me... Uh, having people tell like look at me differently because you know I don't have a 9 to 5 job or you know I don't have six digits in my bank account or or whatever have you you know I don't I don't I don't have like because I don't have that kind of stuff people might look at me a little differently and that does have an effect on me yeah like, I wouldn't let it bother you man they're just jealous I know, I know that, but I'm, I take things into account. Like I have a heart, you know, like I, I, I feel like I take, I take things into account that what people say and I take other people's opinions into account, not, not to the point of like nauseam, but I, I do like feel like some people who have an opinion about me, some of those people could be right and I, I, I will entertain it. But you know, but I'll if I cancel it out. If like if there's no legs for that opinion to stand on, it's easy for me to cancel it out. But if there's some truth to it, like you know, I I do have a problem with being around people. I do have a problem with like I think I really I I really dig being alone, man. I just and what you know that about me, like I just I really dig I really dig that and. Like people say, you know, you should really try to like hang out with people or spend time with 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 people or get out of your house. And I'm like, you know, I'm just not. 
that's not what I do. You know, that's not, I mean, I understand that like you enjoy doing that thing, but I just, I just don't. And most people, and not you per se, I'm just saying, you know, whoever's, you know, thinking that I understand that people enjoy that, but I just don't. And, but, but like all of that, all of that, having all of these things and being able to have this, being able to do anything that I want, but still feel somewhat dissatisfied is, you know, that's a depressing thought in a way. It's like you, you've reached this summit that you wanted to reach and you're like, all right, I'm here. What do I do now? That makes sense. Cause I, I guess like whatever is the opposite of what you have is what you want. And like having, you right. know, the, the, the decent job and, you know, making good money at the time and, having like the, you know, the white picket fence. Cause we literally have a white fence around our house. We've got a lot of nice things, you know, and yeah, like the wife, the kids, we got two dogs and it's like, yeah, right. And you know, there's something missing, you know? And, and then I look at you and I'm like, holy shit, man, this guy's got the life. He, he, he lives alone. He's got, you know, a fucking old school Nintendo system, which I'm still jealous of, you know, this, this cool podcast set up and he doesn't have to wake up in the morning. If he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't have to get out of bed. doesn't have to deal with people. I fucking hate people. I truly honestly do. I am, a true hater of human beings. And I know it's, it's, it's like cliche cause everyone says that, but I truly fucking hate people. Um, my wife will tell you, uh, she's, it's well documented on this podcast. My hatred oh, yeah. of people is legendary. Especially if it's a cashier who's trying to have small talk, right? When all you want to do is buy a <laughs> pair of shoes. It's tough. But, but the thing is like, we're doing a podcast. Like we are talking to each other right now, but it's, it's, it's on your terms. Exactly. Exactly. Those. That's exactly. And, and I'm glad you said it on your terms because that's how I want to live my life on my terms. Right. I'm looking at this now as a new lease on life, just a new way to live. And I'm even trying to become like friendlier, if that makes sense, with what I just said. Where I'm trying to help others now through this medium because we have a decent platform here, and I'm trying to help others. You know. Right. Like. There's this guy, he does a uh, South Park podcast, and I put one of his episodes up on here just to kind of give him a little bit of love, you know, and I just feel like we all need to start helping each other. But like you said, on your terms, this, these are my terms here, and I'm like my own boss, my own CEO. That's why I dig the podcast game so much, because you can kind of take the bull by the horns and do what you want and associate with people you want to associate with. And it's amazing because we don't have a lot of power in our lives to do what we want to do, but I feel like I have 100% power. Well, 50 I share with the wife, obviously the podcast, but still, I mean, like we do things how we want to do it. And you have the life because you are your own CEO. I think for you, and I, and I know I'm getting very long winded here, but that's how the old mind, the old ticker here works. But I think with you, like I, I don't see a problem with you not wanting to be around people. I think it's great because I envy that. Um, I think you just need to fill your, your space and time. And I'm not trying to be Dr. Phil here on you, but I, I think you just need to keep doing things that you enjoy doing. And I think your podcast is the medium. I, I think that would help you tremendously, you know, just by getting content out there and putting out shit. Oh, you're one, you're 100% right about that. And, and I'm, I'm going to get there. I, you know what? I'm, I might, you, you literally may have inspired me. I might, may do one tonight. I, I kind of want to do something different with, with this than just sit around and just talk though like I don't want to change up the the uh, like me rambling about shit too much but I would like to have somewhat of a game plan of what I'm going to do before because used to I would just 
go live and just start talking. Whatever happened, happened. I would have zero plans. I would just sit down and just talk. That's the way but to do it. It, it. I wouldn't mind having like a couple of like a couple of like articles or a couple of videos or something to like news videos or so whatever's going on in the world to play and talk about. Like make shit more interactive. Do like like a soundboard or something like that and have. I don't know, sound effects and shit like that and make it like an actual show because I think those are the things that are that most people that I talk to in life are saying like you know, I love podcasts but I just, you know, just hearing people sit and just talk, you know, I can't like, that's boring to me like, I need something to keep my attention and I realize that I have ADD, I'm sure everybody else in the world has it everyone's got something yeah, maybe, maybe people do need like quick segments, like SpongeBob episodes. Like maybe people do need just you know, like quick segments to to stay attentive. Well, the key to it too is staying true to your subject matter. And there's a lot of shows that I listen to. I listen to a lot of um, political podcasts, and I listen to you know obviously like Joe Rogan, who doesn't listen to that one, you know and. I, right. I I feel like to do your own show, you have to take the things out that you hate from mainstream podcasts and kind of eliminate that from your own. Don't try to be someone else. And I and the reason why I, I was so drawn to your show when I when I first learned about it was the fact that like you just kind of do your own thing. You'll be playing guitar one minute, you'll be telling a story the next, bullshitting with with, with the audience and stuff. And it, it's it's just cool and refreshing that you're not trying to be anyone. And I guess like that's where I'm trying to get out of my own head half the time because when I'm doing an interview or when I'm talking to somebody, you know, like obviously like with you, I, I don't need notes or anything. But when I talk to someone like like a porn star, so I will have right. like fucking three pages of notes, and I won't even talk about three or four of them just because I like having that there. I, I can't get out of my own head, and that's my biggest weakness. It's a security blanket. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I don't know. It's, it's just it's just really annoying because like my wife will look at me and be like, "Why are you doing this?" It's like every show you do comes out fine with these with these interviews that you're doing. I'm like, "Listen, I just can't get out of my own head. I freak out. I have these conversations. Like I I will literally do three or four podcasts in my head with somebody just because my brain will like answer for them. Like you'll have conversations with them in your head. You know, if yeah. That, it's just it's the weirdest thing. And I overly prepare myself. Like I got two pages of notes for the one that I'm going to do after this. And it's just it's just like you know you just kind of kind of I, I I don't know like we've been doing it for for a, a year now it's been since last January so I just don't know if that anxiety ever goes away you've done quite a few shows you've been doing how many years now you've been doing this I uh, did the first one in June of 2017 does it ever go away the anxiety not really just just like knowing that you're gonna have I don't know, just knowing knowing that you don't know how it's going to go. Just the unknown is always going to create anxiety for me. Just not knowing how exactly how it's going to go. Me and you've had conversations before, and we know how this is going to go, so this is no anxiety at all. But, like, I, I would say, like, for, especially in your situation, because you're, you're, in, you're interviewing fucking people, man. Like, I'm, I'm interviewing my friends mostly. So, like, you're actually interviewing fucking, like, legit shit. And by the way, I have to ask you, I think whenever I did the podcast with you first, 
I don't know if you had had more than just a couple of interviews with porn stars, but that seems to have been like a big deal lately. So how did that? Oh, the the, the, the porn thing? Like how they came about? Yeah. Dude, it's weird, man. Like you, you, you just like build these relationships. And what happened was like I was just sitting here one day and I'm talking to the wife and we were watching we were watching TV one night and and this goes before the porn stuff. It um, we were watching TV. It's like two o'clock in the morning. We're having drinks and we just did our regular podcast and we get that podcast high. We're to stay up and bullshit, right? Yeah. And we're watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and I'm like, hey, I wonder if we can get her, meaning Hillary Banks, because like, hey, you know, like she hasn't been in a lot of things since then. I mean, she's done some some roles and shit. Like, let me reach out to her, right? And through you know, just because I'm I'm very into the internet because I can't sleep at night. I have very bad anxiety. If someone texts me, people have it like two o'clock in the morning. They know I'm up and we'll just bullshit. But anyway, I'm normally scouring the internet and I just go down this rabbit hole where I just find shit. And I found her contact info and I reached out to her. She came on the show. And after that, I was like, Hey, let me see if I can reach out to someone else. And I was sitting there and of course I'm watching porn one day, you know, I'm a man, you know, like my junk still works. You know, I'm getting older. I have gray hair, you know, and I was watching Sarah J one of my favorites. I'm like, I wonder if I can get her just to shoot it out there. Shot, you know, her an email after, you know, scouring the internet, finding some information. And we had such a good conversation that off air, she's like, here's my agent. He represents a lot of people. And I made good friends with the agent. And then, then I got another star. Then I met that person's agent. Now I've got all these agents informations on my phone. And now I get people like adult entertainers emailing me asking to come on this show. I got another one lined up coming up soon. So, like, that's pretty much how it happened. You just build relationships. Like, you never know who you're going to meet. And the reason why I'm changing my philosophy is because you have to be nice to everybody, whether you want to or not in the right. podcasting industry, I guess. You never know. All it takes is one person's show to go viral, and they can blow up, you know? Um, like, you could do an episode tonight, and it could be fate that we're talking right now. And the episode you put out tonight could be some freaking gold mine. That gets retweeted a thousand times and it could be the biggest show ever, you know, and you're getting sponsors and making money. So it's, it's always good to have those relationships. And I guess to, you know, make a, a long story short, that's pretty much how it happened. You just kind of start reaching out to people. And before you know it, you're an interview show. And we never wanted to be an interview show. But now here we are interviewing people. It's weird. Dude, it, sometimes, sometimes fate has a different plan, right? Yeah. I mean, we never wanted to be an interview show. My wife... To this day, she doesn't like coming on shows where I'm talking to someone else because her anxiety is almost as bad as mine. She freaks out, man. Like, we had this actor on the show, um, John John Tegg. He did a lot of, like, not like a main, like, he, he's not like a Tom Cruise or anything, but he's yeah. been in a lot of TV shows, like a lot of guest spots. He's got a really cool Twitter account, at John Tegg. Um, she was really game for this because he was in a lot of shows that she was on. And this guy, we reached out to him through Twitter because he said something about, you know, starting up his own podcast. I'm like, hey, why don't you get some experience coming on ours? He's like, all right, cool. Like, it almost immediately answered back. I'm like, oh, shit, this is weird. I never heard of this guy. And, you know, I did all my, my research, and turns out she was a big fan of his from a bunch of different, like, online things that he did, just didn't really, like, put the face of the name. And two minutes before we're calling this guy up, we had everything set up. We got all our drinks laid out on the table, and we're just ready to go. Her hands are shaking, like, uncontrollably. Freaks out. I'm like, holy shit, what, what, are you okay? I can't do this. I can't do this. And, like, walks out the room. I'm like, no, you, you, you're you, the person that, you know, watch this. you got to be here. So it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just really tough. She came in and it knocked it out the park. She carried the interview, man. She was really good. Very proud of her for that. But 
it's just tough. Like, I I don't know how some people can be so good at it. And I considered you, and I still do, to be one of those people that just makes it look easy. And it's, it's, it's kind of corny, but like, I, like, I guess like, I don't want to say look up to, but you can admire and appreciate what other people are doing. And that's why it's like, you, you make it look really easy. And I, and I guess I'm just trying to figure out how. Like, what is it? Dude, you're going to add two inches to my dick by the end of this talk. <laughs> well, I mean, you could always use a little bit more. No one will ever complain about more dick. Always. Always. Nobody ever says they're comfortable with what they have. You know, everybody could use more. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? My dick's too big. You know what? I want to chop a little bit off here, you know? Said no one ever. Exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. And honestly, dude, I, I, I look up to your dedication to doing this because y'all are, dude, you, like you said, this is only one year and you guys like your listener base is giant and your, your downloads are like incredible. Like those, you guys, you guys had numbers in the first, when we first met, I think you were six, seven months in you guys had numbers at six months that I haven't had in three years. So, like, that's that's a big deal, man. It's lightning in a bottle, brother. That's all it is, Dude, man. That's that's a huge deal, y'all. You, your, your, your commitment to doing this is... Is like, dude, it's fucking inspiring, man. Like, just, just literally talking to you right now about doing this shit. Like, I, I literally want to, like... I mean, that's kind of the role I want to take, you know, in, in life now. Like, I like I, I just want to help people. I want them to do things that I know that they enjoy doing. And like I said, man, like with you, just living your life on your own terms, doing whatever the hell you want to do, that's where I want to be. And I know that, like, I mean, like, the, the numbers, like, right now we're at, like, 360,000-plus downloads right now, which yeah. – our goal originally was to hit a thousand in a year and we'd, and we'd consider continuing with it. And there's some other opportunities too, as well, that I'll talk to you about off camera. I don't want to stooge everything off now for people that are listening to the show, but there's also other ways we can make money with this thing, which is pretty cool. And now we're starting to see a little, a little bit of that trickle in. And it's kind of like if, if you, if you can do this in a year and I'm a freaking moron, my wife isn't the smartest person either. We're both idiots with this stuff. We just talk into a microphone, man. We, all we do is talk. If we can do it, anybody can do it, you know, and, and I'm here just to try to help and inspire people, man, because like I said, dude, I'm a moron, man. Like I, if I could do this every day, I would do it because it's easy. It's, it's you're, you're talking into a microphone. You're having natural conversations, man. And yeah, like I said, dude, I, I just, I, I really just want you to get back to this thing and those shower videos, by the way, what is up with that? One day you went live. <laughs> you know what, man? I don't know. I, I, so I... I wanted to get to the point to where I could live stream from mobile through YouTube, but YouTube makes you have this ridiculous threshold of a thousand subscribers and all of this other nonsense that they want, like hoops they want you to jump through before you can go live on mobile. So I started doing Periscope a little bit, and I thought, like, you know what, man, I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk to the folks, but as soon as I get out of the shower, I'm gonna start. <laughs> catching up on podcasts that I that I've like let build up that I really want to watch. And I was like, well fuck, why don't I just I've got this shower curtain that holds my phone on the outside of the shower curtain. So oh, I was like cool. fuck it. Why not just just go live here? And 
I was like, I'm not going to show anything because this is like going to cut me off, like at the tits, basically. So fucking, I'm I'm not going to show anything. So why don't I just fucking go live? And I went, and it was just it was random. I went live, and it just said shower talk. I think shower talks or something like that. And because my name is Kelsey, and it said <laughs> shower talks. I got so many fucking hits because perverts are just trying to yeah. fucking watch somebody named Kelsey in the shower because they think it's a chick. <laughs> so I realized that I was cheating the system in a way by doing that and was like, you know, fuck it. There might What's be the something worst to that can happen. And I, I like, I'll get like a couple of like the, the amount of views that I get for shower videos compared to those that I get from just regular going lives are astronomically different. That's really interesting, man. But like, you may have something there like shower talk, like who wouldn't want to just listen to someone talking in the shower. I don't think there's any other medium or anything like that right now. No. And not only that, not only that fucking it's, like the audio quality isn't bad. Like you would think that the shower and all the other noises that the shower would make, you know, where you're like washing yeah. your ears and it sounds like you're jerking off. Uh-huh. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah. It sounds like that. It sounds like that to you. But then I was listening to it on the thing one time and I was like, oh, that 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 definitely sounds strange. And and like just just having that, I don't know, just just like all of the you would think all the noises in the back be off putting. But they're really not. And I, I don't know. I listened to a couple of them, and I thought that this is something that could be – this is something that, that could work. So I started doing Shower Talk number two and seven, and I think I'm on like eight now, I think. They're very entertaining, man. Like the, the first time when I saw you, it, it popped up on Twitter. It's like, you know, that you're live right now. I'm like, all right, let me click it. And I clicked it, and I saw you in the shower. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck am I into? And I could take my eyes away. It was just it's something that you just can't, you literally can't take your eyes away from it. It's, it's an amazing concept. I freaking love it. Yeah, the funny thing is I, I know that 90% of the people that are watching it are watching it, one, because they think it's a chick that's in the shower, and the other people that are watching it, like, I, I don't know, I have a few people from the Kill Tony Discord that'll, that'll check in and like they'll watch it just for the content. But there's a few other people that's like, they're watching it to see if something's going to slip up. Like, they're trying to oh, see yeah. a dick or, or whatever or, or something like that. I mean, for sure, that's the case. But, dude, I don't see a lot of other folks doing stuff like that. And when I, like, it was sort of an accident that I came across that idea. So, it's sort of one of those things that, like, fate sort of by views showed me, hey, this is something that'll work. Whatever the fuck gets a download or a listen, you do that shit, man. And that's the thing, dude. Like, when we first started, we were getting, like, 100 downloads, a, like, a, a week or a month, if that. And it was very it was, it was very dejecting because, of course, with anxiety and just in people in general, we want that instant satisfaction. So the next month, I think we hit, like, a 1,000. And it's like, all right, eh, it's still not where we want to be. And then the more you get, the more you want, if that makes sense. And even now. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, even now, like our day one downloads for like, like if we put out a new episode is, 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 is at a certain amount and I'm like, I need more. I want more. And my wife's like, dude, listen, this is exactly a good spot to be in. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, but I want more. And you become driven. It becomes an obsession. 
So whatever the fuck you find, if it's taking a shower and talking to people, fucking do that shit, man. I, I wish I would have thought of it first. Hey man, I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my damnedest to continue to to, to continue that boat because that's something that's easy to do. It's quick, twenty minute talks, and you get I don't know just just Twitter views, and that's that's just the that's just something that I'm doing for to like further my Twitter and the, that thing because I, I quit Facebook. I don't know if I told you that I got off of Facebook. No, it's it's probably better that you did. I mean, we just got into that and we got into Instagram as well, and it's just it's 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 very strange medium. But but why'd you get off of Facebook? I just got sick of hearing. I got sick of hearing people shit, man. I got sick of just. Every single time I turn around, there's people arguing back and forth. Like, this has been three-plus years later, and people are still fucking... Like, people are still fucking just talking shit to each other about politics and about Trump and about, like, hate him or love him. I don't care. Like, both sides of this coin are the same. Yeah the extremes of both left and right wing people, they're the same and they don't realize it. And it just really bothers me that that's all that's there. And I'll do my best. I'll, I'll, and most of what I put on Facebook were just jokes and, and, and funny shit and fake articles, onion articles and shit like that. And that's all I really did. But man, I just get sick of seeing like seeing people do bullshit like just just say bullshit to each other and like I don't know just be rude to each other and not only that man sorry Facebook people but dude people on Facebook are just not that bright it seems okay. like a lot of the folks who utilize Facebook in a big way are very gullible and they'll get mad at me when I post an onion article and I'm like dude just a fucking onion article like it's a joke just move on if you don't think it's funny just move on well it's tough too because a lot of people just don't know how to have conversations anymore and what they do is they put so much currency in other people's thoughts that they may hear on a tv show or on a podcast and they'll, and they'll stick to certain bullet points that they'll use in these arguments in facebook where like okay i hate trump why he's an he, he he's an orange orangutan with fake hair because they heard it somewhere else and well all right so what do you not like about his policies and they'll remember something that they heard on a on like the view or some shit, and they'll run with it. And then if someone challenges that, they don't know how to reply to it, so they reply with anger. And it's just nothing but rage. And before you know it, a simple conversation, or what should be a simple conversation, turns into these freaking flame wars where people are like at each other's throats. And it, and it tears families apart, dude. Did you did, did you see that news article? Or I, It might have been on TV. I don't remember what the hell I heard this, but... They were saying that a lot of families aren't getting together for Christmas over politics because they can't agree for, you know, agree to disagree for an hour. Right. It's fucking nuts, right. man. It, why? It, but, but I just don't, I don't understand why that's such a big deal now. Like, I mean, was it always like that? Maybe it was, and I just don't remember it. But did, I just don't remember there ever being a time where people are willing to... You know, where people are willing to fucking just literally throw away 30 years of friendships or a lifetime of family over political differences. And that's just, there's a reason why people, they say you never, never, you should never talk about your politics. Yeah, politics and religion. I never do. Yeah, politics and religion. You never talk about politics. And I mean, I'll talk about my religion if someone 
somebody asks me about it or if or if it, it just needs to be said. But I, I'm never one to pound somebody's or pound my belief into somebody else. Like, and I feel like that's all everybody wants to do. Like the most of the Facebook people are, you know, they're not really having a conversation about things. They're just saying, this is what I believe. And because you don't believe what I believe, you're a fucking idiot. And that's, that's not, that's no way to live. Everybody wants to be the smartest person in the room, I guess. And nobody just wants to say, okay, this is my opinion. This is how I feel. If you don't fall in line, they will get ugly. And that's just how it's been lately. I don't know if it's because we're in this constant stream of everyone being connected via the internet or social media or whatever it is. But I just feel like in this constant news cycle where there's always something new happening and people have to have an opinion and where else do you go? You go to social media. Everyone's chasing those likes. Everyone's chasing that stuff. And maybe if we can remove the like system or or some something needs to be done, like rework this whole thing. And I don't know if you, you know about this, but Instagram is thing about removing likes. And I don't know what people are going to do because they post that picture. Why? Because they don't want to share what their experiences are. They want to share their likes. So do you think that would help maybe just removing the likes from Twitter or like the little heart symbol or whatever it is? You think that'll help? No, I don't. I mean, it's it's just... I don't, I, I just, I, I see, because people are still going to, I don't know, man. And, and see, here's the thing, like, like about the hard thing, like Instagram and Twitter, they're talking about, like, getting rid of the hard so that people don't feel like, you know, like, some people feel like, oh, well, this, this, this post got more likes than yeah. I got. So, that everybody's competing against each other now, but life is a competition like that. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. Like, it, to, to. To make this thing, to make this thing about something different, is gonna change it too much from what actual life is, and it's gonna leave people, you know, ill-equipped to deal with life. Yeah, like what happens when the likes stop? People freak yeah. out. Yeah, people freak out, and it's just gonna create bubbles. It's just gonna, and not only that, I, I will say this. People who are who are just just posting shit on Instagram and posting booty pics on Instagram and shit like that, and people want to talk shit about them, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They found a glitch in the system and they fucking they exposed it. I'll tell you what, I will like a big butt all day long on Instagram, dude. I will send those likes all day long. I appreciate looking at it, but I, like maybe that's maybe that's where the secret is. You know, like find something you're good at, whether it's showing your ass or talking on a podcast or something and just rolling with it man but we keep facebook only because we are associates they all use facebook messenger for some reason they don't like regular text messages i don't know why uh but they use that and and it's a good branding tool i I guess like i try to keep it strictly professional and it's a good way to reach out to people as well they you know know, lock down those interviews we've got a couple things coming up in the works but I mean, like, I do see the usefulness in it, but I, I, I just really hate what it's doing to society, dude. It, 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 it's really unfortunate, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it really is, man. I mean, one would think that, <laughs> I don't know, but, but what, do you think that people, do you think that that'll, 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 wonder if it would, wonder if it would change if all the likes went away? I think what people would stop chasing those likes and stop saying things that they think is popular. And I think they'll actually say what they feel. And maybe if they're saying what they feel and what they truly mean, it'll come off as more genuine. And maybe there'll be less arguments that way. Because yeah, like, yeah, like, like people are saying things that they know is going to get likes. 
Yes, and well, and but another thing too is, do you think that that would like make some folks not want to use the platform anymore because they're like, I'm not, then fuck it. Oh, for one hundred thousand percent, yes. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we need less people talking to each other. If that's the case, maybe so. It's so easy. I mean, like it's so easy, And, and like what kind of weird back alley conversations are people having because like we're cause, like you and I are both honest gentlemen you know like we live decent you know lives and you know we don't screw people over and shit like that but what about the people that are looking to screw each other over there's like this thing called the dark web where you can buy like kidneys and livers and all sorts of weird shit that I've, I've never looked into it I don't even know how to find the dark web or whatever you know we're talking about here but like if, if, if we're getting together to have these meaningless conversations these conversations that other countries people that are starving and Shit like that that have no outlet besides, you know, just sitting in a fucking hut getting chased by lions and shit. You know, like, they have real problems. We're we're complaining about things that we are so privileged to be able to argue about. You know, like, we're, we're arguing about, like, clean water and shit, you know, or whatever the fuck. And, and just dumb shit that other countries would be like, oh, my God, I wish I had your fucking problems. And you guys are bitching about this and, like, having these horrible conversations over your fucking lattes and shit, you know? I, I, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this whole thought. But, yeah, it's, it's just like... I like what kind of weird shit is going on in the internet that we don't even know about, you know, cause there's, it's, it's such a big thing. Oh dude, there's so many dark corners in this internet that nobody will see. No, like most people will never see, but dude, that's the whole, that's the thing that I don't know. Like this, the internet is so big and <clears throat> most people only browse like less than 1% of it. It's kind of like the ocean, you know, how the ocean covers you know, a very large percentage, and, like, we don't even know what the fuck's in the ocean. We just know there's fish. Oh, yeah. But we don't know all the types. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like the internet. Oh, yeah. We know more about our solar system than we know about our own ocean, and that's that's exactly how the internet is. How do you feel about that, by the way? Just just to kind of get off topic here a little bit, um, you mentioned the solar system, and my wife and I were talking about this, on, and we talk about this a lot. You think we're spending too much money? Exploring things in planets that we're n- probably never going to be able to visit or colonize. Like, wh- like, why do we give a shit what's what's going on in other planets where we're spending billions of dollars where it could be used on you know things that we need here right now on this planet? We're, we're we're basically fucking up this planet and looking for ways to go fuck up another planet. That that that's what we're doing right now. That's exactly what we're doing. That, that's the thing is I think that we realize is the like the, this the end of this is inevitable. This planet isn't going to last forever, and they're going to try to find something else to recolonize. And that's just that's just how it is. That's exactly what's going to happen, and they're trying to find somewhere else to recolonize. And I think that that's where all the money is going. Or if I want to go conspiratorial, then the government officials or people at the top know something that we don't. And they are preparing for some sort of galactic war that is inevitable, or maybe I mean I know that's a psychopathic thing to say, but who knows? Like they, there's a there's I don't know there's a lot of money that's being spent on on something that it doesn't seem right. Like it does, it, does, it seems foolish to spend that much money on something. Like basically, that what we're they're not doing really is really going to get any immediate return off of. Yeah. So, why, I mean, why why else would they be doing that unless they're, they knew something that we did? Exactly. They know something's going on. But, like, right. t- to us, just like, you know, just people talking on a sh- podcast here, 
what I'm seeing is like you know billions of dollars being spent on a picture of of what you know like why are you spending all this money? And I see people starving, and I see like. You know, like all these commercials on TV with a Sarah fucking McLaughlin song playing with a dog that needs a, a dollar to like eat for a month or some shit. And I'm like, why aren't we putting money in this? Why aren't, why aren't we building shelters? Why do we care so much about some place that we'll never achieve, you know, the reach in our lifetime? We're not colonizing on Mars in the next hundred years. It's not going to happen. There's no way. We're just not quite there yet. And even if we did go to Mars, what the hell are we going to build a giant dome so we could breathe on that motherfucker? We're all going to have to wear spacesuits all the time because our bodies aren't equipped to live on other planets besides Earth. It's just the way we are through evolution. So why are we looking in the first place to live in a place that we can't even breathe on, you know? Did you ever see Total Recall? No. Total Recall's movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's this one really cool, I'm not going to bore you, you know, with details about the movie, but there's one scene in Mars where they basically like lived on Mars and they had like this giant dome over it so people could could, could, could colonize there. And it was, and, uh, and I don't know how the hell they would even build that in the first place or make it happen, but it is a movie. And in the scene of the movie, the dome cracked or some shit like that happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger was exposed to, you know, actual air from Mars. His fucking head exploded, you know? And I know that's a yeah. movie, but that, but that would probably happen to us because we can't breathe in space. So why do we want to go somewhere where we can't live? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just don't get it. It would just it would cost so much less money to just take care of Earth. Yeah, exactly. It we we know we so can live much here. Less money to to just take care of this place where we are. There's just so many unknowns. We 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 know we can live here. We know we we can survive here, and we are fine with it. But we just keep destroying the place that we live in. It's we're the only species. That does that knowingly fuck up their surroundings. Like dogs don't go around destroying shit, you know, that they know that, you know, this is, is going to hurt them. But we're sitting here polluting our planet. We're polluting our water and we know we need water and air to breathe. But yeah, we keep fucking with it. And I, I just feel like for people that are so intelligent, for people in a species that, you know, prize themselves being at the top of the food chain, we're really fucking dumb. Yes. We, we really are, man. We're so dumb. We're some dumb fucks, man. We're so dumb, dude. And 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 I'm, I don't know, man. I want. I, I try my damnedest, dude. I recycle. I fucking. I, I try. I try my best. We're 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 just dumb people. And that you know what? I see too many more dumb people on Facebook than I have on Twitter. So I got off of the Facebook and said, "Fuck that." I want to be around like more dumb people who are like my kind of dumb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want people to be my kind of dumb, not like not like the kind of dumb where they're trying out here to fucking uh, just just be a dick to somebody. Be my kind of dumb. Yeah, what's the point of that too? By the way, it's like people being dicks to others when it's so much easier to just not talk to people or just to avoid them in general. Like, why do people have to be dicks to each other? Man, that's something I've always wondered about. Just people in general, like they will go out of their way. And expunge so much energy just making someone else miserable when they could easily just never talk to that person again. And it's easier. It really is, man. It's just, I, I don't know. The thing that sucks is I deleted Facebook Messenger, too. And I have a lot of people that's like, hey, man, I messaged you on Facebook. Uh, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I didn't get it. I don't have it anymore. So I do lose like communication with a lot of people that I used to talk to. So uh, that's a little weird. But I mean, the thing about it, man, like if you're going to be a, you know, like a podcaster in a game, you got to have all these outlets out there, man, whether you hate it or not. Sometimes you just got to bite that bullet, my friend. And we, we, we hate it, but we've, we've gotten 
most of our feedback through the iTunes reviews. I think we got like 302 or something like that uh, reviews on there. And that's where most of them come from. But we also get quite a bit on, on uh, Facebook and people just messaging on Facebook. Messenger made some really good friends of the show. Um, you know, so, I mean, some, sometimes it's a necessary evil. I guess it is all in how you use it and what you pay attention to. Because a lot of people are on ignore and block and... We, we shut their shit off the timeline because I don't want to see someone's depressing story. I have enough of my own. I don't need yours as well, you know? So I, I, I guess it's just a tool, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is just a tool. And I think anything in life, if you use it as a tool, is like any, anything that, that could get out of hand if you use it as a tool. Like, we don't want to live. Like, I, I, say, I say all the time that we're lucky in our generation because we were taught how to use the Dewey decimal system and we're gifted the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we can use it as a tool. Like we use it, we, we use it as a way to learn things, a way to do shit like that. Let's, let's move on from this topic here. Cause there's something I, I have written down that I wanted to ask you about. Cause it's, cause it's been a while. And I don't think we talked about this last time, okay. but there's a lot of weird stories in the in, in the news right now, and I don't want to offend anybody. Of like men turning into women and women turning into men, and this identification yeah. shit. It's just it's, it's it's such a weird time that we live in, and you gotta you, you you gotta think here. Like this shit wasn't around thirty years ago. Do you think with the whole transgender and all these people like identifying and having the quote unquote right to identify whatever they want to identify as, like? Do you think this is always just like some guy in the eighties would like be a lawyer and he'd come home and have a pair of panties on underneath his jeans? Like, is this something that people just hid, but now they're just like welcome to, it's just more socially acceptable now. That's why we're seeing more of it. Do you think it was always there? Or is it just some new thing, some craze that's going to go away? Like a um, fad. I don't think it's a craze that's going to go away, but I do believe that, I believe it's been there the whole time, but I think now it's more a thing just because people are feeling like that's a way to get respect. Or not respect, or, or that, that that's a way to be prominent or relevant in a way. Like, I, I, I think that just it's been given this... I want to use the right word. It's been given, it's been put up on a pedestal. Yeah. Like being, being that type of person has been, yeah, put on a pedestal and now it's made it quote unquote cooler to be something like that. Or like it's, they've made it less cool to be a a heterosexual male. Like it's it's that's not as cool to be anymore as it used to be. So now people are, I think, cashing in on that and saying, "Okay, well, I want to be, I want to be this." It's something odd. It was just that was I I see it as how when I was a kid, because there wasn't a lot of people who listened to emo music and wore black clothes and shit in my hometown. <laughs> that was what I did. So I feel like there are people who are a lot like me who are coming up now that instead of it being emo music and black clothes, it's okay. I'm not gay, but I want to dress up like a woman like Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect example. Eddie Izzard is, is like, he's straight. He just likes to dress up like a woman. 
You know what? What what I think it is. What part of it is as well is like the fact that like they're changing the rules, like how we speak and how we're supposed to react to these kinds of things, and like they're they're trying to change just human physics, like what the human being is capable of of doing. Men are saying they can have periods now, uh, trying to get pregnant and shit, and women are you know trying to like change their whole physical structure up and and you know getting facial hair and having beards and. It's like, I, I just understand, like, if you want to identify as something, that's fine, but you cannot change your physical appearance or or tell someone how they're supposed to address you. And, right. And, and, that's and something them. that I, I, I believe, too. Like, I believe if somebody wants to actually live their lives like that, I'm fine with that. But don't expect me to deny your biology because of this. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, it, it, it's very cut and dry, and it, it's very easy because, like, you, you were born a man, you were born a woman, so to me, that's what you are. But you're not going to tell me that you were something that you're not on the outside. It's just, it's a very touchy subject, and I and I get it. I guess maybe I'm not educated enough, and I am an ally, quote-unquote, of the LGBTQ community, because I had a, a guy, and I don't know if I told you this, but a while back, he dressed up in like a furry outfit, and he's a homosexual male, and we still keep in touch to this day. We're we're, we're good friends. We had a great conversation. Uh, his name was Neil. Uh, that one's you know way back. If some of you guys want to go back and listen, it's it's titled Neil from the Furries. So I'm I'm, I'm just maybe I'm just naive to the whole thing, and maybe I'm just old fashioned. But I I do see things a certain way, and you cannot deny the fact that if you're born with you know a certain body part, that's what you are. Oh, 100%. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, if you want to be a man who is into other men, do that. I accept you for that. I love you anyway, you know? But you are a man who is interested in other men. You're not a woman. Yeah. The biology states what you are. And I'm, I know that if I say that on Twitter, I'll get canceled. Oh, God, yeah. If I say that on Twitter, I get canceled. But I mean, and even maybe even on this podcast, I might get canceled. I don't, but I don't care. Here's the thing: like, you, this is what bothers me about the whole that whole movement is that most of the people who are part of that movement are very much on the side of science and not God. Yeah. So they will take science over religion but will deny science when it says something that they don't want something that they don't agree with like if you want to be a woman who is interested in other women I accept you for that but if you want to be a woman and you like other women and you want me to address you as a man I'm not going to do that like I'm, I'm because that's the thing is because in their mind they are shooting themselves in the foot by doing that because they want this situation to look normal to everyone else on paper. So if it is a man who is with a woman on paper, that looks good. But if this man is not a man but a woman who is interested in other women, then it's a lie, and I have a problem with that. Yeah, it's it's basically when you try to take control over my language and how I speak and what I think, that's when I get a problem here. And and just a quick little side note for you. So my wife has a cousin who is a lesbian, right? Um, the cousin got with a, a, a woman and, you know, they got married. Apparently this woman turned into a man and actually looks like a passable guy now. He, uh, he she, whatever you want to call it. 
went through all the treatments and, and now has like a full beard and a goatee and looks like a guy, like has the physical structure of a guy now and just looks like a guy. So it's, it, it, it and, and, and that's where my confusion comes in because like, obviously if you're a woman who's a, attracted to other women, don't you want someone who looks like a woman and not a man? Because you would feel like the love and the attraction would die once that person changed their physical structure to look like a man. And I guess that's where my, my wires get crossed, and I just don't know what the hell is going on anymore. It's where I just get confused. What do you think? Oh, I agree 100%. I, 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 yeah, like if, if you are interested in women and this woman is thinking that she can to look more like a man, does that take away from what attracted you to them in the beginning? I agree with that. Yeah, because like, I, like if I'm, like let's say if I'm a gay guy, and I'm like, hey, hey, look at that muscular dude. I want to go fuck him or whatever, you know? And that guy turns into a woman and grows boobs. And I'm like, wait, I don't like tits. I wanted you with the abs, you know, or whatever. It's it's, right. just, it's very confusing to me. I, I just don't understand it, Ben. You know what? There's a, there's actually a really interesting person who I, I – I, if, if you're interested, it might be right up your alley to interview a named Cassandra Cass who I've is – I've heard this who, name. Cassandra Cass, and she is beautiful, but she used to be a man. Okay. I will call her a she because the first time I saw her, she was introduced as Cassandra Cass, the woman, and she's had the surgery and everything. She's, she's, she's like, she, in her mind, she feels like that she's a woman. And I don't know why I'm okay with that. But for and then more other situations, I, I, I okay, because you know what she said. You know what, I'm going to be a woman. I'm going to cut off the what biology gave me and re and redo that. You know what, you're a woman. There's an, right. another one. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I right. but I forget shit really quick. Uh, Chanel Santini's another one. Um, that that is her name. It's an adult film star. That looks better than a lot of the women. And there's another one, uh, Bailey J, another pretty female-looking one. So, I mean, you can look passable, but it, it still doesn't change how I feel. Like, I, I still think it's weird. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not... I'm not on board with it. I'm not like... I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing that I would do for myself and that's the only reason I feel like I can say I don't I don't feel comfortable with it because it's not something I would do in my own life I don't care if you want just don't expect me to like like there was this uh there was this girl who used to drive cabs around here and she was a lesbian she she dressed like a man and like she had she had a family like her and her her and her woman or whatever had kids or something and like it was a pretty big deal like that th- that was that was her situation but I always said hey darling I always called her darling and always said stuff like that and like, yeah. I just because that's how I am that's how I that's that's just my nature and I guess now you can't even say that because you'll get canceled because you're well, that's my problem. Dead naming, if it's considered dead naming or something yeah, like that. Yeah, fuck that nonsense. Like, you're not going to create these fucking terms to, to eliminate someone from life who's just having a conversation. And that's why I like the podcast structure. Because, like, yeah. 
I don't think either one of us is going to get canceled for any comments that we're going to make because, like, unlike a lot of other people, we're welcome to have conversations. We're welcome to have come, people come on our shows, our respective shows, and have a conversation. And we are okay with agreeing to disagree. It's, 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 all, it's all an education thing, man. Like, people are going to come on and they're going to talk. They're going to argue. They're going to hate you. They're going to like you no matter what. But the fact of the matter is, is, like, we are open. And I think that's where we have the leg up over most people is because, like, we have this format and we have our, you know, our avenues that, you know, have our voice heard. And we're welcome to have these types of conversations, which I think is important. And I think maybe if I was to have, you know, Cassandra Cass and I looked her up, you know, like just now as we were talking on the phone here. And I, and I have heard the name and I've, and I've seen her before. I just can't remember how she came to my attention. But the thing is, like, I could have that person on the show and we could be best friends afterwards, you know. And I, I, I guess that's where the translation is lost with a lot of people is that they're not willing to have those talks. Right. They're willing to just, they, they want to shut it down. They get all the information they think they need right off the bat. And they're like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. I don't need, I don't need to know anything else about you. Exactly. They heard a couple of words. They might've heard them the wrong way and they just jump to conclusions. Yeah. They don't reach out. They just cancel immediately. And it's, it's fucking horrible. It's probably the worst thing about the way society is now. You know what? Those same people will share articles that they have not read on Facebook because they like the headline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's hilarious because like, you could put a fake article out just to kind of like see who's reading them and who's not and who's sharing. And 99% of the time, people will just blindly share the thing. They're like, hey, did you actually read this? Because this was meant to offend you and you're agreeing with it. And then they'll go back and read it. And then that post gets deleted because they're actually being called out and they're bullshit. People are just blind cheap, man, and it's it's just the instant society. People don't read. They don't want to talk anymore because everything that they want is a fucking click, and that's kind of getting back to the like conversation. People want to chase those likes. They they want to go with the popular opinion or just go to things, and, and Facebook's guilty of tailoring you know, everything that you see to what you've clicked or liked on Google before. So everything you see is something that you're going to like, and when someone says that you don't like in your little quiet place of happiness and peace and serenity – you're going to strike back. That, that's just how they are nowadays. It's a fucking attack society and this cancel culture bullshit. The fact that someone can say something and like, let's say like, you know, the two of us, like we both become multimillionaire successful people in the future, right? Who knows? We, no one knows what the future holds for them. And then someone will find this clip or snippet of the podcast and they'll play 10 seconds of it. We could be immediately removed from whatever position of power we may have in the future because of a 10-second thing that someone took out of context wrong. It's just not right. You can never redeem yourself either. It's it's fucking yeah. idiotic. It really is, man. That's the thing. Like, and, and Dave Chappelle said it best. Have you seen his new special, the Sticks and Stones special? That oh, came out it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Dude, when he comes out and he says... Dull, or you just said, bro, something dull that I don't agree with. Uh, so uh, you're duh, canceled. Yep. You know who that is? That's you, motherfuckers. <laughs> and he calls out the entire everybody. Like y'all are just waiting for somebody to fuck up so that you can shine a light on it. And that is no way to be. That's it. They got these fucking clipboards, and and and, and they're waiting. Yeah. They're waiting for this. They're waiting for any kind of thing to be offended about. And they're like, oop, I got them. Everybody in the world right now, is, just about everybody in the world right now, is that shit manager that we've all worked under who just waited for you to do something stupid so that they could bring attention to it and embarrass you. Yeah, th th that's 100% what it is. And it's like you're, you're ruining someone's life here. 
And the people that you're accusing of being horrible, you're 10 times worse because you're trying to ruin someone's life. What do you get out of that? Like, what do you get out of that? And I'm speaking to you, whoever is out there listening, you might be one of those people. What do you get out of that? Seriously, ruining someone's life. You're, you're ruining not just their lives, but everyone extended to them because of this cancel bullshit. Like, you have to get this 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 in there. You have to ruin someone's life. I don't know why. And not only that, people are under this illusion that just because, that if you don't think it's funny, that it's not funny. And that's not the case. And if people, like, just because, just because you don't think something is funny doesn't mean that it's not funny. And... I, I like, I've seen this situation so many times to where somebody will be like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that because it's not funny," and then like, "Oh, it's like everybody else in the room seems like they're enjoying what we just said. Like everybody else in the room seems to be having a good time. They think it's funny. Is everybody else in the room wrong? And you're the only right? You see, so many so many people come in. Uh, just okay. So I was talking about Tony Hinchcliffe a while ago. There's a video, Tony Hinchcliffe has a bit about, he has an, uh, an abortion joke. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one, but check this out. It's fucking hilarious, and you're going to laugh. So the bit is basically that the state of Alabama has voted against abortion. A state in which abortion should be mandatory <laughs> is now illegal. <laughs> it's fucking, and I'm from Alabama, dude. Oh, it's hilarious. That's awesome. But one woman in the crowd got upset because he made he, he went on with the joke and he, he made some Helen Keller references. Ooh. And he uh like he he pretty much like this one woman in the crowd got really mad about what he was saying and he was like, Listen, if you haven't made it if you're not if you're already getting offended, you're not gonna make it through the rest of this show. Like this is the beginning of this this show. Like this, you're not going to make it if you if you're already, you know, getting upset. Yeah. And people just think, and this one woman was upset in a room full of people, and he even made the point on stage to say, "Listen, everybody else around here thinks it's pretty funny. You're the one that has a problem with it." And like she ended up leaving, and like walking out and causing a scene, and That's it was a pretty fucking big deal on Instagram and Twitter and shit, and. It's just fucking hilarious that people literally think that they have the right to police what is funny and what's not just because they they disagree with someone's sense of humor doesn't mean that what they did wasn't funny. It's all about subjectivity too. Like a lot of people don't understand that that is a real word. Sub being subjective, you know, like. Comedy subjective. What's funny to you may not be funny to me. There's just a, exactly. a thing and. and that woman is is, is is someone that really infuriates me because think of it this way, man. I have really bad anxiety and I'm afraid of, of like deep ocean water. So I don't take cruises because I know I, I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't go to the opera because I don't like opera. I don't go to certain events because I don't like them. Why would I go to a freaking NBA basketball game if I hate basketball? Why would this person go to a comedy event knowing that they're very easily offended? And then say that they're offended because people, I, 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 I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, why do you have to subject yourself to something that you know you're not going to enjoy? Is it because you're looking for that moment to say, I'm offended? Is that it? Like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why? Well, and I, I don't know who it was that brought this up, 
but I really just believe that that gives those people a moment to talk about themselves just because those people are in like inherently selfish and they like, and I think that that's where it all comes from is a place of selfishness where, where they believe that, that they are the only ones who should have a say in what is allowed. And that's just a place of selfishness. And they, people just want a second to talk about themselves. They want to say, and, and actually Tony says that, he says, you want to make, she says that she worked with, she worked with special needs kids. She didn't really want to complain about what he said. I like, she honestly probably just wanted to bring up the fact that she worked with special needs kids. She wanted the pat on the back. Oh yeah. That makes tons you of know? sense. Tons of sense there. But like, people just want to talk about themselves. This all comes from a place of selfishness. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous, too. And could, I mean, where do you see this realistically ending? Do you think it's going to get worse or better with the whole, you know, cancel culture and all this bullshit? Do you think? Do you think it's going to end? Do you think, like, if let's say hypothetically Trump doesn't get reelected, because I feel like maybe with his election, people were were, were blowing the whistle a lot more on each other and trying to police the way each other, you know, like everyone thinks and talks and acts. Do you think if he yeah. gets replaced and Democrats get what they want, this shit goes away, or do you think it's going to get worse? Um, I don't think that it's going to get any... It may get worse, but here's the thing. It's what it's doing, and I'm, I'm like, pretty big on, like, the underground, like, comedy. Like, I, I pay a lot of attention to, like, underground comedy and shit like that, right? So, like... yeah. It seems like that is stronger now that this cancel culture is is a thing. It's sort of us like bucking the system in a way. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to aggressively go the other direction. If you guys want to cancel us, fuck it, cancel us. People are making more money now by being canceled than not. So I, and but, but as far as like the, the political side of it, like, I don't know that it's got anything to do with Democrats getting what they want or uh, Republicans getting what they want. But what I uh, liken it to is the other night. You fuck with sports at all? You watch you watch football, college football at all? I don't watch college, but I do watch the the pros. I'm a Giants fan. Okay. It's been a rough year. Okay, so uh, yeah, it has been. By the way, you got man, y'all got to get y'all got to get that quarterback uh, position. He just he just, just anyway, stopped fumbling. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but. Uh, dude, the other day I was watching Ohio State play Clemson, and there was this guy in the crowd with an Ohio State jersey on who just kept being really obnoxious. And I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't really care. For the story, I guess I wanted the kid from LSU to play Ohio State because that's the college that he transferred from. It would have been a better story, I believe. But... This dude was just being so fucking obnoxious in the crowd that I literally pulled for a team who's beaten my team in national championships a couple of years. And I don't want that team to do well. They beat us consistently. But because fucking this guy was being so fucking obnoxious, it made me not want Ohio State to win. I think that's what happened to a lot of people on the Republican side of the coin. Or not necessarily the Republican side, but just people who were not on the Democratic side. The that the, They talked so much shit 
about they talk so much shit the entire time and that's from both sides too it's not just one side or the other it's, it's, it's from both sides but, but they talk so much shit that by the time the end like by the end of the game quote unquote because that's what it is politics are all just sports ball now if you watch CNN oh, yeah. they've got a ticker that rolls around the bottom it looks like ESPN you watch Fox News it looks like ESPN it's basically just my team versus your team in the political world now and that's no way to live but these folks are just so fucking awful when it comes to being a sore loser or a, even a sore winner that it's like people just want to watch you fail. People want to watch them lose now. Like, if you're being such a cunt about this, then you deserve to lose. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. So whenever, whatever happens, if, if like, like you say, if they do win the White House back, I don't think that I don't think that will help. I think that might make it worse, honestly. Just because they're like, okay, well now we are making the rules now, so now you can't complain about when we correct you on something anymore. You have to accept what we've corrected you on because we're right. We won. I understand the Democrats on a lot of their issues, but there's a lot that I hate, too. And, like, I'm not one way or the other. I I, I guess I lean more right if I had to put my final stamp on things. And it's only because of certain things that have been going on recently with the cancel culture. And and I guess Americans, like, we, we don't like being told how to feel or how to act. And I feel like this party is really trying to, you know... Um, just, just tell people how to feel and act, basically. And they're telling you, like, this is what's right because this is the way things should be. And the Republicans yeah. were like, hey, we're, hey, we're pro this, we're pro that. You, you, we, hey, we're proud to be Americans. We we appreciate this amendment. You're not going to take our guns away. You're not going to tell us how to do this. You're not going to tell us how to do that. You're not going to cancel us. And then, of course, you know, the left is in control of the major media outlets. And people are seeing this now. There's a lot more truth out there, thankfully, with podcasts and just people having voices in the conservative party, you know, really taking control of the podcasting. I don't know if you listen to Shapiro and those guys, the Daily Wire guys, right. Dana Lash, really good shows out there. And these people are saying things that resonate with a lot of people. And right. the, the, the thing that I really hate about the Democratic Party, you know, and uh, <clears throat> this is something I feel very passionate about, you know, being a Hispanic male. Growing up, you're you're told that you have to you know, vote for this party, and it's like why? Oh, because like they look out for us, and because like the whites or the Republicans, and and you know everyone else is is on this side, and you're just raised that way. I mean, that, it's, it's just how it always was back in the '80s, '90s, and and like the early 2000s. Like you you just vote Democrat if if you're not a certain nationality, and that's just how it always was. And then like recently there's been this like shift in the tide where it's like, wait a second, why were you always raised that way? Because like they keep you in a certain system. They keep you in that system where you become, you know, um, very lenient on the government, so to speak. And, you know, um, that's true. Yeah. That's a that's whole 100% true. They want the, I, I do feel like the left is very adamant about making minorities feel dependent upon them. Oh, yeah. They want to hold you down so they keep your vote. Oh, we're going to keep giving you guys food stamps. We're going to keep giving you money, HUD, and all the WIC and all this other shit. We're yeah. going to keep you because we want your vote. 
because you and, guys and, can't take care of yourselves. Only we can. You know, it's, it's right. so backhanded. And going back to what you said about the them controlling, like, the left control, I'm pretty sure that the results of the election are evidence enough of that. Yeah. Just because the media outlets, what they did was they they shot themselves in the foot by, first off, by not allowing uh, Bernie to be the front runner of the DNC, who I believe could have beat Trump. And uh, I, I, I feel like they screwed him over, for one, and then... Uh, pretty much convinced everyone that it was one. Like it was like any, no, anybody they, in their mind, in their mind, Donald Trump had done so much bad stuff and the yeah. media had made everybody else in the world who watches those channels believe that as well, that he had done so much negative shit that anybody, anybody from the other side could beat him. And, they put that in the heads of everybody who's sitting at home and think, you know what? It's already won. I don't need to go vote. Oh yeah. They it's already that. won. And the unfortunate part of that is that, and granted Barack Obama, who was such a great speaker and such a smart guy and such, used such eloquent, you know, eloquent words. And he was very good. He was a very good speaker. He convinced a nation of young people to go vote. And unfortunately, nobody on the other side of the coin did that this time for them. Yeah. And they're like, just and going back to Dave Chappelle, he said he knew he knew what it was going to be when he showed up to the voting booth. Yeah, you know, you, you see it when you get there. You you see the trucks in the parking lots with the Trump flags and the red hats and stuff like that. I mean, dude, you can you can tell. He's like he said that on his Saturday Night Live monologue. Mm-hmm. Yep, he did. The thing is, is like you're going to see it again in 2020, man. I, I guarantee you, the way the Democrats are pushing buttons right now, man, you're going to see a landslide victory. He's he's going to repeat. I guarantee it. There's, well, it, 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 the thing that sucks. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 go right Like, dude, the thing that sucks so bad about that is that these 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 people who are running these these news stories all the time about the impeachment and how this is going to change everything and how like I watched this, uh, this interview after the, after the impeachment and they were talking about it. Like this was a victory for them. And I'm like, you are, you have to be the dumbest people on the face of the earth. If you think this has done anything except give him another four years. Oh, hands down, because you basically pissed off his his audience and, and his approval numbers That's have been getting better. They did. And not only that, not only did they piss off not only did they piss off his his audience is a good good uh, good way to describe that. Not only did they piss that off, piss them off, but they won so many more people over just by being such a sore loser. Oh yeah. This, the thing it, it seems like whether you like the guy that's driving the bus, we're all on it. Yeah, and, and just grab the wheel and sling it around. You're going to kill us all, you know. And that's that's one thing that 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 side is not understanding. And I and I'm a, I'm a libertarian. I, I'm I'm the first let you know that I'm a libertarian. There's nothing wrong. I'm with a that. Gary. Jo- I was the Gary Johnson guy. Okay. 
like I, I'm a I'm a libertarian, dude. I, I don't I'm right down the middle. If you know what, I wish that I, I wish that we didn't have a president. I wish that it was just Congress. I wish that we voted on the things that we. I wish I wish that when we went to the voting booth that there were no names there. And no names, no political party. I wish we voted for the things we believed in, and it cast our vote towards the person who most fit the description of the things that we believe in. That's perfect. That, no, that's will perfect. Never happen. Oh, it'll never happen because like you have to have a face to it, you have to have a voice and a personality. Why? Like, why do yeah. we care so much about certain criteria for being a president? Yeah. Why do you have to go to college? Why do you have to be a certain age? Like, what's like thirty-five or some shit? You can't be younger than thirty-five. I mean, yep. we've, we've, we've had a lot of dumb fucks in office. I mean, like, who's to say a 19-year-old couldn't be president of the United States? We don't know this shit, man. Like, they're giving us Greta, uh, whatever the hell her name, Thornburg, whatever the fuck this kid's name is, person yeah, of yeah. the year. And she's a child, you know? So we're, we're, we're basically saying, you know, you're good enough for this, but not good enough for this because we have to have a, a, a male of this certain age. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a weird thing, man. Like, we place so many stupid fucking restrictions on ourselves in America in general where, like, like uh, just going back to the whole pot thing, like, so why can't we do that? Why can't we do drugs if we want to do it? Why can't we buy yeah. a prostitute if we want to do it? We just have so many self-imposed rules that are just laughable. It's it's just dumb. They make everything legal, and you know what? This is harsh. Forgive me, listeners, <clears throat> but make everything legal, and you know what? Those that are gonna those that are gonna go and do these drugs until they overdose and die, let them do it. Yeah, let them do it. And you know what is gonna happen? That's gonna create. That's gonna create a stronger fucking world. We're gonna get we're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of the folks who are weak to do things like that. It would yeah, literally 100%. create like I, I would literally like foster a stronger human race. I don't I, di- I didn't want to say a stronger race just because I don't want to sound like the Hitler guy too much. <laughs> that is kind of Hitler's, but I mean, it, but but, it I, but I I, I agree. I see the point. That's why I'm very careful about how I how I say what I say. Just I don't want to I don't want to yeah. sound like that. But but it would do. You know what? Fuck it. If they want to get out there and they want to like legalize everything, what it would do is it would clean up the it would clean up the prison system in the in a country where we have more prisoners and more incarcerated people per, uh, more incarcerated persons per capita than anywhere else in the world. Yep. And we are building more prisons a year than we are building schools. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that, no, go ahead and finish your thought because you're going to a good place right here. This is good. No, that that is a huge problem that we have in this country is that we have so many rules and so many laws when it when it comes to things that don't really affect. And they say, "Oh, this this affects my community." Yeah, this affects my community negatively. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, because you know what, man? I, back when I was doing, back when I was doing uh, hard drugs and stuff, I was also selling a few things. Those people in your community are doing the thing that you don't like. Exactly, people are going to find a way to you get what they want to get. About it. And you if know it were what? Legal and regulated. Yep. And it didn't like kill people, and it was not yep. looked at. Like you don't, you don't blink twice when you see your buddy sitting next to you at a bar. Pounding shots of Jameson and drinking fucking beers. Drinking and driving. 
Yeah. And yeah, getting in a car, driving to pick up his kids from school or whatever after he's just had a happy hour drink or something like that. Like people don't blink twice when they see that shit happening. But God forbid, God forbid, dude, like uh, do a fucking like do a GB or, or or you smell weed on me, and then I'm a fucking then everybody's looking at me like I'm a fucking criminal. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense because, I mean, in the bigger picture, if you make everything legal, you make prostitution legal, I've talked about this ad nauseum yeah. on the show, it cleans it up. It takes the girls off the street. It, it, it cleans them up because it forces them to maybe get random drug testing, maybe give them yeah. a place to live, like a building, and maybe educate them. Like like there's a GED program, let's say, and some prostitution yeah. brothel where you have to you have to go through this. You, you have to get your GED and maybe excel to do something else besides selling your body. Find something you might be better at than that. But some people just don't have skills. Some people just don't have fucking talent. So let them do what they do. Girls got a good pussy. Let, let her fuck for money. Whatever. Right. This, why are you limiting people from, from opening up their own possibilities? And the thing about merit, like pot and drugs in general, is if I'm going to buy drugs because like I like pot. I don't like smoking it, but I do like ingesting it. So if I'm going to sit there and say, yeah. man, I need some gummies, I'm going to go find some random dude in the street that I've never met before because I'm desperate for it. And it might have fentanyl and it might take it and die because we don't know what's in these things. But if you make it legal and regulate it, you know what's in it. It's pure. It's clean. It's not going to kill people. We'll have less dead people in the streets. Not everyone's going to go buy yeah. crack because it's legal. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, just, it's, it's fucking mind-boggling why... Just two random idiots talking on a podcast and come up with these solutions. Someone much smarter already knows the answer. There's there's a bigger reason why they're not doing this. They're not doing the well, logical thing. The big reason that they're not doing this is because most of the things that these drugs that are on the street will help people with, there is a pharmaceutical <clears throat> counterpart. Yeah, there's more money in that. And there's more money in that. And that's the thing that so if, if you were to if you were to bring these professions like like okay prostitution is actually a really good point. Do you know that in countries with legal prostitution, the divorce rate is almost non-existent? Yep, yep. That's a very interesting. Yeah, very interesting number right there. Like, I forgot what the percentage was non-existent in places where where prostitution is legal. And, and dude, bringing things from and like you say, go go meet somebody in a dark alley to buy something that you don't know what's in it. Yeah, that is so not good, man. That's like there's no there's no like if if there were somebody like if there were regulations on this how this needed to be made, and then that then I, being a libertarian, I, I don't like a lot of government like involvement, but. When it comes to regulations on things that can kill you, yep. Like they, I think I feel like they're probably pretty good about that. They don't want like they want to make sure that you know this doesn't co- fall back on them, and they would make so much more money with just legalizing all of these drugs than they are already making through all these pharmaceutical companies that are literally killing people. And making people miserable and making those whenever they don't can't get those prescriptions anymore, yep. then they turn to the street to do whatever they were going to do illegally anyway. It's, it's bullshit. They're in everybody's pockets, man. Big pharma's in everyone's pockets. They they got the money. They got the power. Yeah, they do. And that's it's so sad, man. This is so so depressing to think that 
that some of these people will never get an opportunity to live a normal life. They'll never get an opportunity to to live a normal life. Just and I'm not yep. making excuses for people like junkies and shit like that who who do needles and 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 like prescription pills and shit like that. I'm not making excuses for any of these people. All I'm saying is that you like they're they're they shouldn't be treated as a second class human just because they just because they they have a a recreational activity that you don't agree with that's where we got to stop you know like lifted our nose up in the air as human beings and look to pick people up and understand why they're doing this and i feel like conversation is right. the best way conversation knowledge and understanding and compassion for your fellow human being it's something we just don't have anymore we're so quick yep. to judge man and like I said, like it could be that social media atmosphere. That could be it, man. I I, I really don't know, and it's it, it always makes me wonder why we we put so much power behind a piece of paper, and I and I'm talking about money, where right. money makes the world go round. But I mean, we could theoretically, and we have in the past, lived without money. Uh, back we were cavemen. There was no such thing as a dollar bill. But ever since the invention of the dollar bill, things have gotten progressively worse. We've forgotten how to survive without it, you know. And all yep. these horrible decisions are based around this piece of paper with a dead president's face on it and a number attached to it, you know. What's the difference between a $5 bill and a $100 bill? The number written on it, that's it. It's still fucking paper, yep. you know. It's still printed on the same paper. It's just a different number on it, you know. And we put so much value in something. We, you know, like we put so much value in this thing that just ruins lives. It, it, it ruins everybody. And we're, we're, we're so buried in debt and the need for money that we're so desperate to do anything for it. We're willing to step on people's fucking throats for the next dollar bill. And that's what's happening with this, with this big pharma and the fact that you, you have to, you know, buy your drugs that you may need because grandma's got cancer and she needs pot. So she has to buy from a back alley dealer, you know, or whatever the fuck's going on. Right. It, it, it's, it's, it's just like, why can't we just get past this? And that's the million dollar question, man. And you, you just touched on something huge. What's that? This country is so bad about sending young adults into adulthood with tens of thousands of dollars of college debt after they've gone to school for four years to study a subject that they have maybe a 20 to 30 percent chance of actually getting a job in. Yeah. And like I think that college graduates, I think that's somewhere around the around the right number, somewhere between twenty and thirty percent of college graduates actually end up finding employment in the degree that they've gained. And they go into the world. Like, I know so many I, I so you you know you know how the area Yeah listeners may not know the area. We're very like uh a lot of restaurants, a lot of service industry down here. Mm-hmm. I know so many people in the service industry who have four-year degrees in really cool shit, but they're waiting tables and bartending because they have thousands of dollars of student debt. They're not able to go pro in the thing that they have gotten a degree in. They're just there's none of that. There, there's not a lot of that these days at all, like where people are actually graduating college and then being, unless you get a job at the university, 
yeah. being a professor of this thing, you're probably not going to get a job doing the thing that you want. And now you're going however many thousands of dollars in debt. And that's probably because the government and the colleges are probably also in the bank's pockets. Yep. Well, a lot of the high schools too are, are, are led into misleading youth because like they're, they're graded on how many of their graduates actually go to college and get approved for four year courses and shit like that. So they're basically guidance counselors are meeting with these kids and telling them that they need to go to college because it's the only way they'll have a good life. And you're brainwashed for the, you know, forever. And it's, it's, it's this constant mindset of you have to get educated. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it, it really fucked us up, man. And people are getting out with thousands of dollars of debt. Like I've got right now, I, I think I've got 19,000 left on my student loans and I don't even have a fucking networking job, you know, which is the weirdest thing. That's what I went to school for computer networking. And it's just like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And that was my biggest mistake in life was going to college. It's just, it's, it's, it's such a fucking mind fuck, dude. Like how all these it people is. have all this debt and, and like, they're just, and, and like people love debt people love having people in debt because you're, you're constantly paying all these interest fees to get out of it. And a lot of people have so much debt, it's insurmountable and you're screwed. And the system needs you to be in debt because you're always paying for something that you right. don't need or use. That's right. Crazy, man. They need you to stay in debt. And here, here it all comes full circle. They need you to stay in debt so that you're sitting at home worried about the money that you don't have. And then you end up having to go to a doctor and talking about them about how you're sad because you're not making the money that you should be making. And you've got this degree and something that you're not actually doing. And the doctor says, okay, well, how about this? I'm going to write you a prescription for Alexa pro and I'm going to write you a prescription for this thing. This will make you feel better. So then you already owe money back to the banks who's in the government's pockets. And now you are a slave to the pill that the pharmaceutical companies are giving you who is also in the government's pockets. And it's all just a big fucking vicious cycle that we are all a part of. And it doesn't get any better. And no one speaks up about it. It's like we're, 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 says it. we're basically screwed and everybody understands it. Even, even our quote unquote friends on the left that want to eliminate student debt, they're just saying words because they know it's popular because they're trying yeah. to, because like they appeal to people that don't have much money that are in debt and, and they're right. looking for a way out. They're looking for a government bailout and they appreciate that and they exploit it. And that's why they're saying these things. If a person can come out and legitimately say, Hey, this is what we're going to do to get you out of student debt. And I think Rogan might've said this on his podcast. There's a really easy way to get rid of student debt and to get everyone out of this. And he said something to the effect, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. So if, if, if you can correct me, please do. I think they said something about raising the gambling tax or maybe putting a tax on scratch-offs and lottery tickets of like 1%, and that would pretty much wipe out all of our debt. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I think I've heard him say that before, too. Like, it's a really good yeah, idea. This is the thing. The South Carolina Education Lottery, great idea. Yeah. That was a great idea until the day that I went that I realized <coughs> – sorry. No, I, the day that I realized that – I only took two classes and the South Carolina education lottery was what six classes. Yep. So the money that I got, like I was written a check for the money that I didn't use on like, like for four classes that I wasn't taking, I was only taking two. 
Yeah. And they wrote me a check. So I was given a check. And I was like, oh, shit, is this a thing? So I show up to pick up my check the next day. And there is a line to the fucking road out at, out at HGTC uh, by Market Common. Yeah. And I re- I've got a bit about this. i got a joke about this, about how, like, I was part of one of the most elaborate, uh, elaborate, like, plans to take money from the state of South Carolina. And, like, people, <laughs> people were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Have to take four. You have to take four courses, and you'll get a check for the remaining two mm. courses that you didn't. You know the money you didn't use. And I was like, no, no, I only took two classes, and I'm getting a check back. So I got like, uh, like a fourteen hundred dollar check from the state of South Carolina, and I spent it all on drugs. <laughs> like, I spent it all on drugs. So not like that. That's the thing is like the way that that it's working now. If that $1,400 that I got back because just I was allotted a certain amount that I didn't use, if that $1,400 could have gone towards somebody's student loan debt, then I feel like that would have made, I mean, not necessarily for me in that moment. Of course, I would have wanted to have $1,400. Who wouldn't? Of course. But what if in the long run that would have made my area a better place to live. Like if that would have made South Carolina a nicer place with happier people. And I think that I would choose that. Any decent human being would. I think that, uh, yeah, right. Any decent human being would. And I think choose that. And I'm pretty sure that if it were a thing to where it were put to a vote, like what if like we're already getting like with FAFSA and with like um, like student aid and student like like student aid and shit like that I'm pretty sure that if they were put to a vote where we were going to use lottery money to help cancel some student loan debt for people who have actually already gone to college now I feel like they have to have graduated okay I feel like maybe the people have to have maybe graduated but who knows? Maybe maybe the student loans, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the student loan shit is like something where, something to where like uh, they they had all of this money backed up and they don't, like they're, they're not going to be able to get a job here. And now they grow school, or, or, or I mean, uh, the quit, drop out of college. And they're like, they have all of this student loan debt and now they're not even trying to get a degree. Maybe it should be the thing, like, if you graduate, then there's, like, a debt forgiveness program through the South Carolina Education Lottery. Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe that's the way to convince the voters to do it, because there has to be some sort of, like, incentive, right? Yeah, because so, you, you also got to think – well, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off there, but, like, but I, I, I said, idea, like, it, it, it's it's um it, it's got to be fair for everybody, because there's some people out there that have spent – you know, years paying off their loans and finally, you know, you know, God bless them. They paid them off. So I can right. see someone being like, wait a second. I just paid a hundred thousand dollars for my doctor, you know, uh, loans or whatever the hell to become a doctor. Cause they, you know, they ungodly amounts of money for their student loans are like, Oh, well, like, like, like me, I, I owe 19,000. If mine gets forgiven, but someone who, who, who paid theirs off for the same amount of money, I can be like, wait, why the fuck does he get his? Do I get something back? So, right. maybe, so there, there's got to be something in place, and people a lot smarter than us are going to figure out something eventually. But yeah. I, I, I really don't know, man. But 
we've gone about two and a half hours almost here, and it feels like yeah. we've been talking for like five minutes. <laughs> it, it, it goes so fast. I just like, like like once you start getting going, and and I did preface this off air right before we went on. I'm actually recording another show right after this one. And I'm getting close to that time, so we've gone yeah, well, a little bit longer than I than I thought we we're going to go. But it's always easy when you're talking to a friend. It really is, man. You're you're fucking easy to talk to, bro. We should do this like often. We really should. Oh, and I've said that before. Well, this is something too that I did want to talk about re- really quick because I'm I'm getting close to my time. We got about twenty eight minutes before my next show, and and I got to get prepared and everything like that. But yeah, we'll get you out of here quick. Isn't it weird how men can can go a while without texting or talking, and then it's like boom, yes, you shoot a text, and it's like oh cool, what's going on? You know, hey, want to do a show? Yeah, let's come on, and then we can talk, and everything's fine. But women. For some reason, I don't know what it is, and I don't want to offend women because I would say a good like seventy percent of my audience is female because of my wife. Obviously, they all love her. Um, isn't it weird how like if like two girls don't talk for a while, they'll be like, "Wait a second, what is this bitch doing? What is she doing? Does she hate me? Is this?" And their their minds are gone, but guys are like, eh, well, whatever." She attacks once in a great while, and everything's fine. Did you see that? Absolutely. <laughs> one time, one time, right after I quit drinking. A uh, buddy of mine bought shots for the entire table, but he brought me a shot cup full of water. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to take that. Just uh, It's a small cup. People are looking. I'm not going to have anybody in this room shot. And he was like, okay, that's no big deal. And then a few minutes later, he was like, you know, if we were girls, that, that would have probably ended a friendship right there. <laughs> so true, man. They're so petty. It really is. It's different. Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Who cares, man? We—that's the thing. We don't. It's not our job to stay in contact with each other every day. No, it's and not. we understand that as dudes. It, it, it's very interesting too, man. But I really hope that if if anything anyone got out of this podcast today is that they need to check you out of your channel. So I'm going to give you a minute here. Just plug your shit, man. Like uh, like like your social media links, things that you're up to, your podcast. Just throw it all out there, and I'll also put it. And the podcast description links as well for people right to check the show. So yeah, um, at the Kelsey Hudgens Show on Twitter, at Kelsey Hudgens on Twitter, on ERD on Instagram, at Kelsey Hudgens Show on Instagram. Um, I still have the website at mistuffpodcast.com for now. Uh, it will eventually be KelseyHudgens.com, but that is not quite up yet. And the podcast, available now through Podbean and anywhere podcasts are available at The Kelsey Hudgens Show. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Episode number one is going to be dropping within the next couple of days. Could be tonight. I'll tell you what, man. If, 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 if you got anything out of this podcast, I really hope it reignited that flame of yours. And that was basically my goal today was to be like, hey, this guy's been putting out in a while. Let me reach out and see what's going on here. And hopefully just having you on the show today and just, you know, getting your creative juices flowing, get you, you know, back into the spirit of things, man. Because I look forward to listening to the shows. I, I think they're very entertaining, very interesting. And uh, you, you, you do a hell of a job. And, and this is coming from someone who did a show by themselves. Like I used to do solo podcasts before we started doing the interviews and stuff. And. I used to do one a week, and it was hard. I only did, like, what, like 30 minutes or so. And you, you go a couple hours sometimes just interacting with the fans, and it's tough, man. It's a true talent and a testament to your performances as a podcaster, a high-level podcaster, if I may say so. 
Well, I really appreciate the kind words, but I more so appreciate you actually reaching out to me and making sure I'm okay because I, you have done that. Really appreciate that, man. Not many people, not many people will do that. And dude, you're a fucking gem of a person, and I appreciate you. Well, there's a lot of people out there that would disagree with you, but I'm trying to be a, 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 a better person in 2020, and that was basically my New Year's resolution. And real quick before we get out of here, what are your New Year's, New Year's resolutions this year? Because mine was just becoming a better person and becoming happier and just just getting rid of the stress of my life. And I think losing my job is actually a blessing in disguise because I hated the stress of having to go there and deal with corporate America. So I, I think I'm on my way, but what are yours? Mom, I want to be a little bit more financially sound towards the winter time next year. Uh, like that's that's basically all I want to do. Is like I I took on a lot of bills at the beginning of this year. Like bought a bunch of stuff that I'd had to pay for, pay for that I'm done paying for now, pretty much. And I just want to kind of take this year to sort of put a little bit more of a financial cushion between me and the winter time. Yeah, perfect. I mean, that's uh, money makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple. Maybe lose a pound or two. Who knows? Hey, if you ever want to do keto, let me know, and I will get you on that path, my friend, as much as I can. But hell of a podcaster, and I'm really expecting to see an episode within the next seven days pop up on my iTunes where you guys can follow them at the links below. Please check out Kelsey Hudgens, man. And, uh, yeah, you were the first person to come on the show more than once as a person of interest. So there you are the first, and the second is going to be coming up afterwards. So it's going to be really cool, man. So we're having people come back, and I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and bailing me out of a day where I was doing nothing but just staring at the wall. So thank you, Kelsey. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you, man. I really do. You and the nerdette. Oh, yeah. She'll, she'll be coming on. I have to work on her nurse, but she'll be on soon. But you know what, guys? It's been another episode of Voice of Misery Podcast. Thank you, Kelsey. Go check him out. And, uh, yeah, we're out of here. Later. Hey everyone, this is Stevie Richards. When I'm not doing Stevie Richards Fitness, well actually when I am doing Stevie Richards Fitness Resistance Band Training Programs, I like to listen to my friends on the Voices of Misery podcast. They talk about literally everything and anything, some stuff that might offend you. So if you're not easily offended, don't subscribe because they say whatever is on their minds is actually, actually subscribe, subscribe. Anyway, you might learn something and check them out anywhere. You can download and listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, check them out at voices of misery.podbean.com.